Okay. All right. We're recording. All right. <laughs> two two in one, but two in, oh man. <laughs> a two for one. I don't think we could have done this any other way. No. Well, yeah. Last week was just too crazy. I'm really glad we were able to re-release that special episode mm-hmm. because luckily when we re- when we originally released that we had like 10 listeners so like it didn't have I a know, ton of listens that's a good point and so most of our listenership has come this season so i was right. kind of like it'll feel new to a lot of people i think i mean some people have gone back and listened so. to like our backlist and stuff but um yeah so jason was like you guys should probably have some more of those in your pockets <laughs> i was like well yes and no yes it is nice to have that, but also mm-hmm. no, because the whole point is us covering it live before the next time. In real time, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, yeah and no, because it, it, this was if, a lot to watch two episodes and <laughs> have to well, do one episode about it. Yeah. And if we were, if it were this the case that it was with Arkenji Kush, where mm-hmm. we're just rewatching it not in real time, right? That's a little different because we could kind of take our time as long as we wanted to, right? Like there were a couple times with your schedule and just life where it was like mm-hmm. we just could not record that week, and so mm-hmm. it was like, sorry, this episode will be out next week, or um, we could record two different episodes in the same week like a day apart and then just schedule it out exactly but we can't do that because those episodes haven't even been filmed yet so no they haven't no they haven't <laughs> so it's just yeah so i was like yeah we like back pocket episodes but also at the same time the way we do it isn't really mm-hmm. conducive to that or we would just constantly get behind so um yeah. but yeah like i said i'm glad it worked out because it was just I lost count how many times I've driven back and forth to Arizona in the last couple weeks. Um, And I'm already driving back out Sunday. So. Wow. Yeah, you've been spending a lot of time in the car. We got to get you Uh stuff stuff to listen to. Yes, I know. I Well, I was listening to an audio book. Mm-hmm. Which helped because the book was like 750 pages. It's so, so long. <laughs> so it's, it worked out being able to listen because it's almost – it's not quite a four-hour drive each way. If I make a stop and like grab something to eat, it's about four hours. If I just drive straight right. through, it's like three and a half. But um, yeah, so like I got a good chunk of listening done on the drives there and back and then I would just, mm-hmm. you know – I've been all about um, supporting independent bookstores, you know. And so, yeah. like, I've been buying my audiobooks through, like, Libro FM because that's oh, connected that's to an idea. indie bookstore and ordering my actual physical copies of books, like, from different indie bookstores. Me but, too. But. <laughs> wow. So, they're, like, some of them are, like, $40. Well, yeah. Audiobooks yeah. are really expensive. And so, get this. This is how Amazon gets you because if I bought – I already owned the physical book. I did not need the Kindle book. However, the audiobook's, like, 30-something dollars. Mm-hmm. But if I bought the Kindle copy, the Kindle mm-hmm. version, the which is – The audiobook is like $8. Yes. So yeah. I got the Kindle version and the audiobook for $21 total, mm-hmm. which was like $13 cheaper than the audiobook itself. Right. So I now – yeah. So I had it in all these different formats, <laughs> which, you know, it's not bad to have a Kindle version of stuff. Like that's fine. No. But yeah. The nice thing is though when you have the Kindle version – it knows where you left off in Audible. Mm-hmm. So then when you open your Kindle, it's like, hey, you were right here in Audible. Is this where you want to pick up reading? And it's yep. really nice. It is nice. I have I have done that with a few series 
that I love mm-hmm. and that I know that I wanted, also wanted the audio and the Kindle version. Right. So it's bad. There are quite a few, <laughs> there are a few books that I have uh, on audio, mm-hmm. on Kindle, and, and the in physical har- copy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> and in paperback because, listen, if something happens to mm-hmm. the an internet or electricity, and w- what if I want to read that specific book? Yeah. Well, I need. I obviously need the physical copy of it. <laughs> right. No, it's true. It's so true because. Kindles are convenient, but without electricity or internet, mm-hmm. they're, they're rendered useless. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I you'll receive no judgment from me for, <laughs> for doing that, but I think you already know that. <laughs> I know. Well, and I got when I ordered the hardback, I got it discounted. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think altogether, mm. I don't know. I probably spent like forty dollars altogether on the hardback, the okay. audio, and the ebook. <laughs> Anyways, bad. But I got that book read fairly quickly because of being able to listen to it yeah. for probably half of it because the audiobook's like 24 hours. <laughs> and crap. but I listened to it on 1.2 speed. Um so I listened to it a little quicker That's which smart. which shaved it down to like 22 hours or 21 hours. Okay. And and that's I, not crazy fast either. No, it's not. I didn't not. it it doesn't even sound like it's sped up, honestly. Okay. Like it really doesn't. I think it's like the perfect I tried going up even one more to one point three. I should do that with some of my audiobooks. You should. Because I tried, sometimes I'm like, gosh, move get on uh-huh, with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I appreciate it and I understand that it takes time to get the inflection and the emotion in your voice with certain things. So right. I understand. But at the same time I'm like 24 hours that's a lot of airtime. a lot so and i knew i wasn't going to read it the whole way that way so i knew it wouldn't take me 24 hours but um yeah so that shaved it and it showed i only had like 21 hours then of listening and i had one two three four five ways because one of the ways jason and i were in the car together and there was no way i was listening to an audiobook <laughs> with him in the car <laughs> So, <laughs> and you know exactly why. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? I can't breathe. <laughs> how far, how far are you? I'm halfway through. Yeah. So you haven't even hit chapter 58 yet. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm crying. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so, so five of five oh of the gosh. six five of the six different car rides. I basically had this thing playing and right. at about three hours a piece. So I got about fifteen hours of it. Read on audiobook, which is a little more than half, I would say. (laughs) Right, right. So, um, oh my gosh. Anyways, and then the rest (laughs) either on Kindle or in the actual book, but (laughs) right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, oh man. Anyways, Um, all that to be said. (laughs) Sorry, going on for seven minutes about my audiobook and reading adventures. And Kindle well, Whisper Sync. This is not sponsored, <laughs> by the way. 
I have a I have a story. I have a Ooh. story. I I was like I wrote myself a note so I would remember to bring it up. Okay. So the other day, I don't remember where Eric and I were going, but mm-hmm. we got into the car uh-huh. and he he started backing out and I could not <laughs> I had I had a dizzy moment because I couldn't get my seatbelt. <laughs> oh no. My I couldn't get my seatbelt in. You had a son moment where you were yes. like, it was just like clicking. Well, I couldn't click it. It was like, I don't know what was wrong with me. I <laughs> lost control of my limbs and my gross motor skills for a second and I <laughs> couldn't get it buckled. Uh-huh. And then I started laughing because, of course, I thought of uh, John and Son M. And I mean, I'm pretty sure we had that same moment in Central Kapama at the beginning. Yes, we did. So I was There like, was even one in Bayonlish too. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. It's So I called it a DZ moment yes. because I was like- Aptly named. Yes. Because Eric <laughs> – but Eric just sat there and watched as I was trying <laughs> to get my seatbelt <laughs> in and I was like, he's all, you got it? Are you good? <laughs> and then afterwards I was like, honey, you missed your opportunity. <laughs> I said – this happens all the time in DZs, and your job as the hero was to lean over mm-hmm. and get in close proximity with me and fix my seatbelt for me so that we could get all close, and it was a really romantic moment. I said, but you didn't do that. You didn't take your opportunity. And he's like, yeah, sorry. I'm not a Turkish man. <laughs> hey, listen, if you recall – La- well, in last week's episode now, mm-hmm. in last week's re-released episode, I told you a story about Eric doing that for you That's when you were true. really, really sick. That's So true. That's he true. is he a is. Turkish DZ hero. He just doesn't remember <laughs> it. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He has absolutely done your seatbelt for you before. That's true. And it was before we were married too. So mm-hmm. it was now, – now he's like – are you you can fend for yourself? <laughs> well, and <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> well, but here's here's the bright side of that. Thank the Lord, you're not so sick that yes. you can't click your own seatbelt. I can do so it myself now. He yeah. he can have that kind of cavalier joking attitude because you absolutely can click your own seatbelt now. So well, and he was also in the middle of putting the car into reverse and driving, <laughs> so it was more appropriate for him <laughs> to, to pay let attention me to figure that. it out. <laughs> But I was just – I was laughing to myself because I was oh, like, gosh. if this were a DZ, uh-huh. you would have leaned over, <laughs> gotten all in my face. That's I right. Said, but this is real life and it's not a DZ, so. Oh, my gosh. I wish you could see Jack right now and the way he's laying. It's ridiculous. I'm taking a picture and I'll put it up when we do the episode photo because okay. he's like super relaxed and like sprawled and it's really funny. Anyways. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I do actually have some housekeeping, but but before we do that, just in case you guys don't know who we are. Um, oh gosh! Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Ashley. I'm Kristen, uh, and we, as you probably already know, are doubling up this week because mm-hmm. of reasons we already explained last week. Um, yep. So we're covering volumes 33 and 34, and honestly, I don't think. Any two episodes could have been better to double up on because I still think between these two episodes, we will be lucky to have a, a podcast episode yeah. at a regular length of of normally what one episode would be. Yeah, I was thinking about it after I finished watching 34 last night uh-huh. and I was like, you know, 
if you if these two episodes just never happened, there would be no difference in the story whatsoever. If episodes 31, 32, uh-huh. 33, and 34 never happened, yeah. there would be no difference in the show. It would, if they got erased from history, mm-hmm. it would not make a single difference. No. And I was abs- like, that's really sad. Yep. That there's – and and he- here's the thing. Sorry, I'm already – I'm starting the ranting early. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. You don't necessarily need plot – Mm-hmm. to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. And maybe we've talked about this before, but there are plenty of times in books, in movies, in TV shows where your majority, the majority of what you're seeing and what you're invested in is story. Mm-hmm. I, I guess meaning not a lot is happening with, you know, oh, the characters go and do this and then right. they go and do that and then this happens. And um, it's it's more kind of dialogue and interactions and little things like that um but it's it's not just that there's no plot happening where the story is not being moved forward Mm -hmm. and developing there's just nothing happening yeah there's not even any story there's not any good dialogue there's not any and when they're and the few scenes and moments where there is really great Mm -hmm. dialogue between the two of them it literally goes nowhere because five seconds after that scene ends, he just reverts back and runs back to Celine. He runs back to what he knows exactly. or thinks he knows and then is a total jerk. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, – It talks it, about ridiculous things and how the mind hangs on to ridiculous things. Yeah. And, oh, this is – I don't know if I've ever heard Sachma come out of Sarkhan's oh mouth more than I have in the last – that five, word and episodes. that and Meltem, I am so oh. <laughs> I am so triggered every time flame shoots out of my eyeballs. I'm yep. like, stop! It makes no, there's no excuse for it at this point. He literally knows everybody else's names who he didn't remember, but for whatever reason, he can't seem to grasp Melos. And but he knows Jurens, he knows Ferrits, he knows like. It feels like a direct attack. Like it, it's, uh-huh. it feels like they are trying to insult all of us. Yeah, because I, of all the people whose names he would forget. Uh huh. It. The only worst thing would be if he were pretending. Well, not pretending. If he were forgetting Eda's name. Yeah. He yep. supposedly doesn't know her. Yeah. Why isn't he calling her Esra? Hmm. I know. Because actually, the, the whole, there the would whole have to be con- thing is such a trigger <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, the writing would have to be consistent for any of these things to yeah. be explained or make sense. And, and why on earth would I ask for such a thing? Yeah, this is the thing. We're not asking for Emmy award-winning episodes. I'm not asking for Oscar-worthy performances. I just, I'm not even looking for you to reinvent the wheel. No. Give me the cliche tropey stuff. But do it well. <laughs> like And honestly, be consistent, please. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like 34 was the most confusing two hours of my life. Yeah. And the irony being watching it with the really good subtitles made it even <laughs> made worse. It worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really did. It, it really was did. like, oh, okay, so we don't even have crappy subtitles to uh blame for why this is so confusing. Mm-hmm. 
because with the superior subtitles, mm-hmm. it's even more confusing. Way worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I didn't no, let you get okay. through your housekeeping that's before okay. I started <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> that's all right. Um, it's good. You get a little bit of it out and then we'll take a break and do housekeeping and mm-hmm. then we'll just freak out some more. Continue. Um, yes. So I just really wanted to quickly say I'm slowly but surely working through messages on social media. So if you are someone who has sent a message or anything like that, I am working Mm -hmm. on getting through them. I'm very behind. So I know there's some from people who have sent like weeks ago. Same thing with emails, although I did see you answered a couple of emails. I did. Yeah. I was like, these have been sitting and I need to get to them. Um, Yeah. So So I just wanted to say we appreciate you guys so much sending us all your sweet messages and your theories and we do read them. We just – we don't always get to read them right away. Yeah. um, But we do read them. So – uh, we are working our way through the inbox and the mm-hmm. DMs and all of that. So I just wanted to say thank you guys for sending those. We appreciate it. And they're not being ignored. We just – it takes a while to sift through them all because there's a lot of you guys, which we very much love and appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just wanted to say too that we got a P.O. box. Yeah. I mean, I know we announced that on our social medias, but I thought right. maybe mention it here. So, sure. you know, because a lot of people have asked – Um, If we have one or if we have a mailing address and, um, you know, it's just not very conducive or wise necessarily to just hand out our personal addresses (laughs) right? right. all over the world. I'm Um, sure everybody can understand that. (laughs) Yeah. So we actually went and got a P.O. box last week. Ashley went and got it for us. Um, Yay. So that – I'll put um, a link to that in the episode notes today, but you can also find it through – just our DZ for DZ. Actually, no. If you just click on, excuse me, if you just click on our website, which is always in the episode notes, mm-hmm. then you go to our website, click on our website, click on contact, right? And then mm-hmm. it'll have an email form. And then if you scroll below the email form, it has mailing address for domestic, meaning United States or international um, yep. folks. So anyways, so not that you have to send us anything. We're not asking you to send us anything. Um at all that's not like a requirement of any sort but just some of you have asked if we do have a mailing address so now we do yep um i think that was pretty much it for me um other other than just this episode stuff so and i'll be completely honest with you right before we dive in i didn't i watched the first almost hour of 33 last Mm -hmm. saturday right before 34 aired um and I did not take any notes on the first 55 minutes, so. That's fine. I mean, I took notes, but I kind of figured we were just going to mm-hmm. freeform it today. Yeah. And that most of my notes are just tiny little, like, bullet points. They're not, like, typical notes. I took notes on my phone, which I never do. I yeah. usually <laughs> use my notebook. Notebook. Mm-hmm. But I was couldn't be bothered, so. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah. So, and honestly, I already feel like I forgot a bunch of 33. I know. Same. Same, same. Even the stuff I just watched like three days ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I watched it a week ago. It's only been a – yeah. It's only been a week. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And if I remember, there is a thread I want to share when we – are done talking about the episodes because okay. this girl on Twitter, Meg, 
she encapsulated, I would say, most of this fandom's feelings perfectly. So I was like, oh, I want to read this because it's good. Okay. All right. Um, So yeah. So let's start. So shall we first summarize a lot of these storylines for both episodes? Because a lot of them- Yeah, that works for me. I think like Angie and Peril can be summarized for both episodes. The AAA madness. The AAA madness can be summarized for both episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. Even Duren. Yeah. Even Duren can pretty much be summarized for- both episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Angan and Pearl. Uh, can we talk about the portrayal? Can we talk about the fact that I know at least two of these four writers are female? I would never if, would have known if that. Not, if not three of them. I, I want to say it's three out of four. But at least two, for sure. I, I never would have guessed that because of how women are being portrayed in these last few episodes. For real. It's astonishing. It's insulting. It's super insulting. It's like – and I'm not always one to cry misogyny Mm -hmm. in general, you know. Well, and there has to be – here's the thing. I get that there has to be some stereotypical – stereotypes are a reason for – because they're there for a reason. Like something started those stereotypes. And often stereotypes can be used in comedy. That's a very mm-hmm. normal thing. Mm-hmm. So I get that. <laughs> but this is not funny. No, it's not. A- at all. <laughs> it's this high-pitched whining that should only be heard by, like, bats. And <laughs> – And and uh, honestly, I'm, I'm sure – Bashak was like, oh, this is going to be fun. You know, mm-hmm. let me let me just do this to a ridiculous level. Sure. And she does a great job. You know that we never discount the actors for anything that we disagree with. Right. I just want to say that up front because we always are very clear on that. Yeah. We are always going to support the cast and the crew. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They. Here's the thing. Yeah. Krem and Hande, every week we mm-hmm. almost always say, like, they killed it, they brought it, they do their scenes well. All of the actors are doing their scenes well. Um, Nestle Han and Evreem, which is Idon and Ifair, mm-hmm. they do their scenes very well. Yep. However, that does not change the fact that I hate what is being written for them. Yep. And they don't have control over that, and I recognize that. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. So it just is – it's crazy to me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we had Pearl, this lovely, hardworking, focused, determined woman Uh who found Angan, her love. We got to see them fall in love. We got to see them get married. Now they're going to have a baby. And suddenly, Mm -hmm. because of, quote, hormones, Hormones. Uh it's like, why does this – so now she's a mockery. Now Mm -hmm. she's a mockery. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the hormones have taken over and you, we all know what happens when a woman gets pregnant. Uh-huh. Suddenly, she's not a logical creature anymore because of the hormones. Uh-huh. It's like, are you serious right now? Are you serious? What a way to make a mockery of every woman who – every person who has had hormones <laughs> right, traveling through their body. <laughs> like, it's just – it doesn't – it's not even – yes, it is 
insulting to pregnant women. Mm-hmm. It's especially insulting to pregnant women. But I think it's insulting to all women. Mm-hmm. And be- because we're suddenly creatures who have no autonomy over our own bodies because of hormones because they're mm-hmm. taken over and now we're these monsters mm-hmm. who screech and squeal and get jealous and get outrageously mad right. and then think that we're fat immediately and then are suddenly so dependent on our husband and then now with the whole cheating thing and I, I just – Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it was I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. I know. It and it, honestly, that pretty much summarizes what has gone on in these two episodes. Mm-hmm. She just has a quote hormonal reaction to anything and everything. Everything. She cries or gets upset at the drop of a hat and then blubbers to Angan about it. And then to just twist that knife in further in 34, they added this whole, oh my gosh, it looks like Angan's cheating on her, which he's not. Um, and who is that woman? I fast forwarded through a lot of their scenes. So I I don't know if that was ever explained, but. I'm assuming she just runs whatever that company that is. fitness thing that he. Yeah. Yeah. So, so obviously <sighs> he's planning some sort of cute thing for her. Right. And mm-hmm. she, I mean, you know, I, I get it. There's the whole misunderstanding thing. And Engen didn't tell her in 34. He didn't tell her mm-hmm. that he's helping Serkan try to reveal Eda's whole secret thing. So that well, that's on him because he didn't communicate. But mm-hmm. uh, I see, I don't even have words. I, can't. I know. <laughs> I know. Because it's just so dumb. It's Mm -hmm. just so dumb. And again, knowing Pearl, Pearl is a very smart woman. Yes, she is. She's very observant. And she knows Angan really, really well. They've Mm -hmm. known each other for years. Yep. At least 10, if not longer. I think that Pearl, I don't know, seven, eight episodes ago, would have been like, oh, haha, ha, sure, he's, quote, cheating on me. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Do you right. know this man? <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you know how much he loves me? Mm-hmm. Do you know how long he, he's loved me? Exactly. He pined for her for years. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now we're suddenly supposed to believe that because of these mind-ruining hormones uh-huh. that have turned her into a completely different person. Mm-hmm. That she suddenly is like, oh my gosh, she's cheating on me and I'm really upset and I'm going to believe this text message from somebody that I don't even know. Right. Do we even know who sent the text message? No. Melo was accusing Erdem. Erdem, but that never really got confirmed. No. Okay. So, yeah. And what it boils down to is none of those things are happening, but I guess that's what we're going to be in for from now until the end of the series because – She's not even showing, so I'm assuming she's just going to be pregnant from here until whenever the show ends. Oh, my gosh. Although DZ time is its own dimension, so she could also be giving birth in two episodes, so (laughs) who knows? Um, Because somebody pointed out today that – because I said – I was talking about like how it's – they keep saying March 20th is the day that the wedding's going to happen, you know, the supposed wedding between Ed and Denise – yeah, that's it, like next week. Which is next, next Saturday, not this Saturday, the 13th, even though they uh-huh. show that happening. So then it, that's when I was like, I was kind of speculating like, well, what if it's one of their dreams? What if they're, what if one of them is like dreaming? 
mm-hmm. that it's the wedding and it's not actually because it's only March 13th, not March 20th. And someone said, yeah, again, though, Krista, so many people – this is what's really sad. This is what this fandom has come to. People are like – so many replies were saying, yes, Kristen, but that would require the writers to use their brains. Yes, Kristen, but that would require the writers to actually be consistent or do their homework. Uh, but one person actually pointed out, well, I mean, we can't really hold it to to that much because – he, their wedding was in January, and he was supposedly missing for two months, so we should be well into April by now as far as what. Oh, that's a really good point. Like, their wedding was in January. He went missing for two months. So technically, we picked up in March from in episode 29. So, yeah. like, really, we're probably a couple weeks into that, which would put us in April, close to May, maybe. Um, right. Yeah, we should be closer to summer, if anything. And also, they had an actual Valentine's Day episode, but that Valentine's Day would have happened while he was missing. After his two months of Yeah. So I was like, that is an excellent point. (laughs) Time is a flat circle, especially in DZ land. Yes. So, you know, maybe we shouldn't hold on so much to the fact that March 20th has been the day they keep saying for this wedding. Um even though this Saturday is only March 13th. So it's honestly so sad and so depressing how many people are, and myself included, have just been clinging to hope. I know. And it was all because remember how it was all, oh, they're just waiting for the Valentine's Day episode, uh-huh. you guys. Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then Day Valentine's was... Day came and went. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now. <laughs> Now it's always the, ne- the next uh-huh. week uh-huh. and people, people are like, oh, it could, <laughs> it could be this week. <laughs> yep. We've been saying that. It's a total waiting for Godot situation where we're, everybody's just waiting and it's week mm-hmm. after week and everybody's like, any day now, uh-huh. this is, this is, things will get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they just keep getting worse. And I'm feel I think I'm past the point of optimism now. And I'm mm-hmm. normally a pretty optimistic person. And yeah. I think I just I have no hope anymore. Like, I know. I, I'm I know. like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe they're gonna kill Sarkhan off next week. Who who knows? Right. <laughs> At this point, I'm not gonna discount anything. No. And he's such a jerk, honestly. I'm like, you kinda deserve it. Oh, yeah. Because can we also talk about well, I guess we shouldn't get into this yet. I know. I mean, we can we can Let, if we want to. Okay. So here's <laughs> the biggest thing I kept asking myself while watching both of these episodes. Mm-hmm. What is his end game here? Because he is so – how did 33 start? I forgot already. Um, oh, they, they, got, they woke up in the cabin. Okay. That's right. So yeah. they had this whole like kind of intense thing in the cabin – you know, kind of being vulnerable and her saying why she let go and that she's, you know, she's hurt and, you know, she – they lost the love that they had, all this stuff, and he mm-hmm. can't remember it. And, and you know, had the moment of him realizing it was her that said no one can touch you but me. Right. Yep. So we – again, for the I've lost track the umpteenth time, we have had a moment like that, re- you know, repetitive of the Apollo storytelling, repetitive of – um 
you know, the engagement dress, all this stuff where it's like he had these like heart hiccups happen and where his like a piece of his memory kind of cloudily sees cloudily mm. is that a word um <laughs> anyways <laughs> his cloudy memory kind of yeah. sees like what happened but not super clearly right and you know so then you're like oh okay this is gonna lead somewhere and then it doesn't mm-hmm. and same thing 33 starts out that way you know he's all about then appeasing celine because she's like it's my birthday and you Ran off to look for the lost girl in the snowstorm. Poor me. How, how like, dare you? <laughs> it, and, you know, and then it, my thing, too, is, like, the audacity of this hag. Like, uh-huh. she <laughs> – listen, she literally <laughs> stole him from Edda, yet she's pissed because she's like, you fell asleep with your ex. How dare you? I'm sick of this. You can't treat uh- me this way. After she had just kissed another guy. Oh, yeah, also. that too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, oh. okay. So. <laughs> it's all chaos, Kristen. Oh. <laughs> and then at this point, it's like, I. it's like they've got, you know, phrases and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, let's you know, cut up all these phrases and we're going to throw them down on a table and then oh, stick you them, mean like, you know, you mean like those mag- to a Like name. those magnets uh-huh. that you make poetry out uh-huh. of and it's just a that's, bunch of random words and phrases? I think that's how they're writing these episodes. They're, they have got, you know, a corner with each mm-hmm. uh, character uh-huh. and they're like, all right, get a handful and throw it at the character's name. And, and that's what they're doing in this scene. Okay, get a handful and throw that at Sircon. Okay, so in this scene, he's, He's really intent on revealing Edda's lies. So so uh so that's what he's gonna do. Okay, and then Celine is gonna oh, she's gonna get into a fake car accident to get more manipulation out of Oh my gosh. The <laughs> psychoticness uh-huh. of that Okay, back it up. So <laughs> for Sarakon, what is his endgame? Because I he is clearly curious about her. But not curious enough to be like, huh, well, even if, like, I don't fall back in love with this girl who I was supposedly in love with, even if this doesn't go anywhere, the fact that I'm even curious about this, like, I probably shouldn't be in a relationship with my ex-girlfriend then. So he needed to break up with Celine a long time ago. He doesn't need her anymore. He hasn't needed her since, like, an episode after he came back to Istanbul. Like, he knows how to run his company. He He's... Like, he doesn't need her like he he's did. He's not vulnerable Sarkhan anymore. Right. He's so, not. No, he's absolutely not. So she needed to go a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, we're getting – we will be going – what's airing Saturday? Episode 35. So this will be 35. our seventh, mm-hmm. seventh consecutive episode of Celine and Sarkhan being in a relationship. Can I remind you all – and by you all, I mean production – they're not the main couple. Yeah. The main couple is Edda and Serkan. And would you care to guess how many episodes they've been together out of 35? 12, 13, and 14. Mm-hmm. And then 27 and 28. They've been together five episodes mm-hmm. out of, okay. 35. Now, yes, out of 35. Now, here's the thing. 
that doesn't actually bother me as much as it bothers other people. No, I, me either. I, but what does bother me is the hero being in a relationship with someone else for longer than he's in a relationship with the heroine. Yep. I don't even like him in another relationship at all, much less for seven consecutive episodes. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. even believe I'm saying this because of how much we just trashed this storyline. But the EK amnesia trope was better than this. Is superior to this. Yep. Because at least John wasn't like, let me go running back to Polen, even though she's who I remember. Mm-hmm. And while he was a jerk to Sanem, mm-hmm. and Amnesia John was a jerk to Sanem, right. and while he said that horrible line, I don't feel her in my heart, right. Sarah Khan has far surpassed that several times. Oh, totally. And John was like actively trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Well, and and it's compounded by the fact that, yes, that he is in a relationship with Celine. And not only is he in a relationship with Celine, but he has now, at as of uh, the beginning of 34, fully admitted to Engen that he can't get Eda off his mind. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He is now sending Erdem in lieu of Layla, which, you know, again, how does he – he doesn't remember – Although this is exactly what he used to do with Eda in mm-hmm. – uh, sorry, with Layla in mm-hmm. sending her after Eda uh-huh. to find out where she was. He's doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but this time with Erdem. He's clearly obsessed with Eda, okay? Mm-hmm. So you cannot tell me that, you know, um, honorable Serkan, mm-hmm. the, uh, the very honorable Serkan that we used to know, upon realizing – that he is kind of fixated on this mm-hmm. woman would not immediately go and break up with Celine mm-hmm. before going and kissing another woman. Mm-hmm. Because now he and Celine have officially, quote, cheated mm-hmm. <laughs> on each other. Yeah, don't even be- get me started on that and how it's not really cheating at all because she manipulated this entire relationship. Okay, but he with does his mud not brain. know but, that. No, Kristen, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. And he, for all intents and purposes, is purposefully cheating on Celine. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I, but I'm like that again. Doesn't track with who Sir. I know he had a head injury, but that is a pretty big deal. Yep. In my opinion. Well, and yeah, what's what's our fast and hard rule when we're reading a romance novel? Like, no cheating. Like, yep. I I just and yes, you, you, Celine. It's all Celine. She manipulated yeah, him. She deserves that. I don't feel bad for Celine no, no, being no, 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 quote no. cheated on. That's not what we're no. saying. It's just crazy that he would do that. I'm like, right. I don't see him ever doing that. Yeah. Now, the more I sit here and think about it as you're saying it, I do see him not cheating or anything like that. But I I can kind of see why he hasn't actually broken up with her because he didn't even break up with her the first time. It was her who broke up with him after three years. He was just kind of mm-hmm. like, let's just float along in this convenient relationship. So, right. okay, I don't fault him for just not breaking up with her because he doesn't need her because he's never needed her. And yet, even when he didn't need her before, he was in a relationship with her. So that sure. tracks. But you're right. What doesn't track is he never would have che- – he never cheated on Celine in the past. Even if yeah, he was Yeah, there wasn't different- some other woman he was interested in. He right. He was like, eh. 
Right. He She's wasn't willing in- to take my crap, so we're going to just stay together. Right. He was indifferent yeah. to her at best, yeah. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And – but, yeah, he didn't just go out and cheat on her. So it's like this – yeah, you're right, because he walked into that restaurant at the end of – because, by the way, after – this back and forth of being a jerk and like making fun of terrariums, but then sitting down to help Edda make more terrariums. Mm-hmm. He's making fun of what they are and how stupid they are. Because again, these writers are like, hey, give us a list of everything Aisha has ever made important so mm-hmm. that we can just crap all over it for all mm-hmm. of you. I'm going to call the mug stupid because he winds up using a coffee mug that he sees turning red when he's holding it. Yep. And he's like, this is a stupid thing. He doesn't know what it is, but he just right. thinks it's but stupid. But he's like, what a stupid mug. Why would I even have this in my house? Yep. And he like dumps the coffee out of it into a different mug to drink out of. He like doesn't even want to drink out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even the lemon water. I liked the way they initially introduced that, but now they're using it as a mockery. Like, oh, Edda, you need some lemon water to yep. calm down. Like, so they're making a mockery of that. Mm-hmm. They made a mockery of the terrarium thing when he – Again, is like, where's Edda? I need to find her. And then Erdem leads him to the nursery to go and see her just for him to then sit down and be an ass and be like, these terrariums are stupid. I actually built one of these. Like, Mm -hmm. but then helps her build 50 of them. Exactly. Exactly. Then helps her build 50 of them. And then like sniffs her hair because all of a sudden her scent is something after 30 something episodes her scent has never been a thing ever ever so i'm like did these people watch ek and then go oh like let's throw some of that in there too like i know it's so confusing he's never confusing there's been a lot of things about edda that have drawn sarah in her scent Mm -hmm. has never ever been one of them no like Nope. But now all of a sudden he's like, I can't get her scent out of my my mind. And then he like actively, when he reaches over for something, you can see him like sniffing her hair. Right. Um, they've, and- they've turned him into an elementary school boy who can't mm-hmm. admit that he likes a girl, so he runs up and kicks her. Uh-huh. That's what they've turned him into. Yeah. Yep. To where he's and, – and, you know – in certain circumstances, if this were done correctly, if this were done right, because I almost feel like at the beginning of their relationship when they were battling mm-hmm. it out constantly, there was a little bit of that vibe. You get that whole enemies to lovers situation. Yes. yes. And you do kind of need that sense of true, you know. Attraction. Um, true attraction and true um, – Animosity. Anger, animosity. Animosity. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. In order to really build that. But this is just different. There's no. something about it that isn't working. No. And I can't for the life of me put my finger on it. <laughs> yeah. He's just being – yeah. It's not – and we're not looking for – that's the thing too. Like we already know like you can't recapture the magic of early episodes because these aren't early episodes. Like right. we've covered that in past episodes before. Mm-hmm. However, like there's a certain essence you can – try to not recreate but like morph into making it work for these later episodes and you know and as edda has pointed out to him a lot like yeah we bickered a lot like we've bickered since the beginning of our relationship it's kind of our thing but we also know how to communicate with one another we also knew how to just speak you know with our eyes to one another blah 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 like Mm -hmm. but they're not they're not doing that they're literally just yo-yoing where it's like Right. Vulnerable moment, oh, go back to being a total ass. Vulnerable yep. moment, oh, go back to being a complete jerk and making fun of whatever that was. Like, right. it's not uh, 
And I and I think that's why it's so confusing because we really have had these beautiful moments yeah. when they were in that room together and talking mm-hmm. and the lights go out. That whole scene and Serkan just seems so vulnerable yes. and you really see the pain in his face and in his eyes at the fact that he doesn't remember. But then he also is saying things like, oh, well, it's a good thing I don't remember because it sounds like this was the worst year of my life. Then why are you so hellbent on trying to remember it? And why are you so hellbent on trying to get her to admit she still loves you? And why are you so hellbent on being where she is? And why are you so hellbent on asking her questions to fill in those blanks if you are so convinced that this must have been a terrible year of your life where you were not, you were not yourself, you were not this, like, you, mm-hmm. pick one, pick yeah. one. Yeah, yep. Be- because you're you're exactly right. And and I, I think somebody might argue that, oh, he's trying to convince himself that he doesn't really love Ada. Like, I've I've seen people say that, oh, he's already in love with her mm-hmm. and he's in denial, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> say that's true. Mm-hmm. But if if that were the case, would he be telling her to her face, you're not mm-hmm. part of my future and mm-hmm. injuring her in these really deep ways mm-hmm. where you know from the look on his face mm-hmm. that he knows exactly what he's saying to her. Uh-huh. He knows exactly how deep he's cutting with his yeah. words. So if this were a situation where he's just kind of battling against himself, would he really truly sabotage the situation to such a deep level? Right. That's I think is, is the key thing to me where mm-hmm. it's like he – and it's – and to me, I don't see love coming from him. I see interest. I see fascination. Mm-hmm. I see fixation. But I don't see fixation. emotion. Fixation. That is exactly it. Okay. I'm not waiting until the end of the episode because this is okay. right on par with this. Okay. So I'm going to read. This is Meg from Twitter. Her okay. her uh, handle is Gede Mave Sin. I'll, I'll link it in the episode notes. I'll okay. link the thread so that she gets properly credited. But Meg wrote – I need to say some things, my thoughts and feelings about this plot. And if you want to write yours as well, Guzelle, but please don't forget to respect my opinions. She says, okay, so the whole point was for him to fall in love with her again, Tamam. But honestly, I don't feel like I've seen that. Like, I swear she took these words right out of my soul. Okay. (laughs) She says, we've had completely empty episodes with very few good scenes that had potential, but then were treated superficially. Yep. Sarkon fell in love with Ada. Old Sarkon, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Sarkon fell in love with Ada because she's different from everyone else he's been around his entire life. She was never like Celine, who just accepted everything he wanted as long as she didn't annoy him. Ada really broke his balance. She took him and threw him left and right, making him feel alive. He fell in love with her goodness, her originality. He did nothing but stare at her with wonder, saying how peculiar and original she is. He fell in love with her strength, her stubbornness, her flaws, because those are what make her unique in her being. Mm. But in these episodes, I have not seen Serkan realize any of these things again. I haven't seen him look at her with wonder and amazement, but with curiosity and confusion. Mm. I haven't seen anything but his uncontrollable and inexplicable jealousy. Hmm. How could he possibly fall in love with her again if all they did was lie and hurt each other? Wow. How can he have fallen in love again if she did nothing, from his point of view, but show up with Denise saying she forgot him like like he did and that she doesn't love him anymore? What we saw was only dictated by his confusion and the feelings from his heart. 
It's like he didn't rediscover her again at all. There weren't enough scenes for us to see that. Only moments when he realized a little bit that he felt his that he felt in his heart with her at his side and emptiness without her around. Cute, but doesn't coincide at all with falling in love with her again. At least not for me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I didn't understand it well. Maybe in the next episode, I'll change my mind and they'll show us something else. But for now, I'm very sad because this plot could have been very intense. I wanted to cry at every episode for the pain. And instead, I just got nervous for the wasted opportunities and for how they disintegrated many important symbols. Wow. Why haven't I seen a Sarkon understand again how good Edda is? Why haven't I seen some good reactions when Idon told him that it's only thanks to her that she left her home? Yes, mm-hmm. that one kills me. Yep. During that scene when she when he's like, "Well, how did she get you to leave?" I'm sorry. As far as he knew, his mom hasn't left the house in over 20 years, and that's his response is, "How did that happen?" Not, yeah. "Oh my gosh, that's amazing." Yeah. How like more, she, more like, "Whoa, what a weirdo." Can you I can't even believe that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, why bring back the cup without some explanation or meaning and throw it away? Was that the sign to let us know he's in love? Really? Because it yeah. turns red, and, you know, while he's holding it. Right. He didn't even have any idea why the cup was changing color. No, there was didn't. no emotional reaction. It didn't make sense in that moment Other there. Other than disgust. He Other, had uh-huh. that emotional reaction. Well, and she uses a meme there with him sitting in his chair with a with a disgusted look on his face that says, <laughs> choke Sachma. Uh-huh. Um she says, I'm so disappointed, so sad, so angry. We could have had some very painful but very beautiful episodes. We could have had Serkan struggling to understand why he felt that way about her and Edda reminding him in so many ways. Instead, all we got was stupid jealousy and constant nastiness. Hmm. Edda's game with Denise was not bad at first. She's stubborn and impulsive, so it does kind of track with her. She really will do anything for what she loves, and even if it's the worst and crazy things. And she drove Sarkon crazy many times before, which was the main goal, as it's always been their thing. But it was handled terribly. I know I'm not saying anything new. We all know it has been handled badly, but I haven't seen much talk about it, about the main purpose. We needed to see Sarkon actually fall in love and not just follow and feel the feelings that came every now and then. In the last episode, there was always jealousy, but it was treated differently. Sarkon felt not just an unknown annoyance but an unknown fear of losing her and in the next episode we would apparently see him officially realizing that he can't let her go that she's basing this off the fragments you know for 35 she says guzel harika but the fact remains is that we haven't seen any gradual relove at all they didn't really meet again they didn't really live again in any of their moments and serkan's flashbacks that are basically meaningless He especially remembered the yellow dress, and when he sees her in that dress, they didn't give us anything, just his heart beating faster. Gosh. They gave us the scene of him seeing that Polaroid in the book, in the fragment, and then they cut it out, and that was an effing key scene, because that didn't even wind up in the episode. Gosh. Um, I have no hope for this next episode. Surely the agony will end, and I'm happy about that, but again, for me, (laughs) it will be handled badly. He'll just remember out of nowhere, question mark. No painful breakdown moment. Will he run to the wedding simply saying he remembers and loves her? I hope not. And most importantly, if they gave us a Sercon who has done nothing but call their memories and gesture stupid, continuing to say he's glad he doesn't remember her, I hope there's a reason and that he will feel guilty as hell. He can't just come back as if nothing happened. I'll clarify and then close with this. I'm not hating Serkan. I've never hated him. Not even now. 
I've always and continue to understand his action and Edda's too. I understand them both. They both have suffered. I'm saying that the writers destroyed them. Bukadar. Hmm. That is, wow. Like, so <laughs> on point. Like, honestly, yeah. that thread could just be this whole episode. Like, honestly, it yeah. It hit every nail on the head. I just happened to see it. I woke up very early this morning because the neighbor's dogs were barking like crazy. I had to be up early anyway, so it was fine. But mm-hmm. so I started scrolling through because I was like, oh, I don't have to get up for like another 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just happened upon her thread. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm saving this. It needs to be on the podcast. Like, because. And, yeah, it's like. She she hit everything on the mm-hmm. head, man. Even from, you know, you could fully disagree with everything that we're saying on yeah. this whole podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And that's totally fine. Like, there, I'm sure there are some people who thought – who have enjoyed these episodes. But the fact of the matter is that for us – I mm-hmm. think mainly because it's in comparison with the original story uh-huh. and the way things were going for 20 plus episodes. And we had this very specific track that we were on. Mm-hmm. And now it just doesn't feel like the same show. Mm-mm. And that is really the crux of the whole situation. And yes. again, same as as her. I don't hate Serkan. I don't hate Edda. I don't mm-hmm. hate anybody but Celine really You're right <laughs> even mm-hmm. even Jaren with the insanity that they've done to her character right I'm like that's it's it's weird I think I even wrote it in my <laughs> in my note like mm-hmm. I I've come to this place where I feel like I've been able to separate the characters <laughs> from the from what the writers are doing mm-hmm. where I'm almost like oh it's not the character's fault like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It like almost like, yeah, you do. You have to separate the characters from how they're being written right now because if uh, – again, because it just speaks to the quality of writing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there were times – okay, I was mad at Serkan at the end of episode seven, okay? Mm-hmm. I was mad at him because how dare he just – humiliate Edda and accuse her of working with Khan behind his back when everything she's done up to this point has been to help him. Like, right. everything she did. However, what he did and that knee-jerk reaction he had was totally in character and very Serkan. So while mm-hmm. I was mad at him about it, there was a purpose to it. There was, yep. He was going to grow from this and he was going to have to learn to apologize and ask for forgiveness, which is something he's never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was mad at him. I didn't like that he did that. But I also understood why he did it. Yep. And it was used for growth. Yeah, it was character this, building. This is not that no at point. all. It's not. And, and you know, if I genuinely thought that these writers or production team, whoever is – because, you know, I feel like too – again, I have no proof of this. I just feel like the more though uh, we're in this, I I just get this feeling that the writers don't have – as much freedom right with like the big plot like i believe they're told well you need to drag this amnesia plot out this many episodes so find a way to do that you need to keep going yeah yeah yeah. right so you know i I know not all of the fault lies with them however Mm -hmm. dragging a plot out and completely writing a character out of character Mm-hmm. is not the same thing. Drag a plot out, but you no. can still be consi- – because, you know, there were times even in the – you know, uh, from I would say like 15 to 21, there was a – you know, that was pretty dragged out as far as like her not finding out about her parents and um, uh, them still – them being apart for that long. 
mm-hmm. and all of that. Like there was stuff that got dragged out, but they were still both true to their characters. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so it, this is like not just plot getting dragged out, but this is also characters being dragged through the mud. And uh, it's I just – it's. It's really hard to watch and because especially when it's like, man, we really lucked out with this cast. Not that yeah. any not that any cast deserves this. I'm not saying that, but right. Um, you know, we've got a pretty stellar cast. And it's like they deserve better than this. Like they they deserve better than this. Idon and Ifair deserve more than being these really second rate, like Thelma and Louise type characters, it seems like they were trying to copy in these episodes because they are kind of riding off into the Mustang and running away from – like that was very – Thelma and Louise, right? That's the movie? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And, I, um, I had a – when they were doing that, I thought of the the vacuum guy. I was like, oh, they called the vacuum – the Hoover guy from Breaking Bad. Like they're, they're yeah. leaving their lives. Yes. <laughs> they're yes. Gonna, they're going to become different people. <laughs> yes. You know, but why? Because of this whole really cheap storyline that started with them fighting over a guy. And then this guy is a total, like, uh, nothing I have to say is is nice. So right. I'm like, uh, I don't want to have to put a sensor on this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but he's just a piece of garbage. Like, he is – he's a cheater. He's a womanizer. He's all this stuff. Like – and I don't think that's what he was meant to be, especially with the way their relationship first started out. Like he was first it introduced so in the early twenties, where they're at. they're just having this cute flirtation back and forth on Instagram because he likes her dishes and he's a famous chef. I guarantee this is not where this was supposed to go. Yep. And it just they've just become these caricatures of a stereotype of like middle school children fighting over a boy. Yeah. And it – they deserve better than that. They deserve yeah. better than that. And, you know, there's a lot of times too, especially with a line that was kind of sexist when the fashion show hit. Okay. I, I'm, I missed that. What was – so what was that? Well, basically he was like implying that her dress didn't cover up enough. Like – Okay. And – Okay. Uh, I was like, I was a little surprised. He, I, I'm curious. I'm like, I wonder if he improvised that line and if it was originally even worse. Because like that's not the kind of lines he will say or like want to say. But then the other no. part of me is like, okay, but we also can't just demand every actor refuse to do their job because True. then they'd be like prima donnas and divas, you know? Because part of me is like, right. I wish Nestle Han and everyone would be like, we're not doing this. But then like they're just going to be dubbed as like divas who are hard to work with. Right. You know, and same thing if, you know, the if the male lead is constantly like refusing to say his lines or do his job, like that's going right. to cause trouble, you know. Um, but it really surprised me. <laughs> it really surprised me that line because I was like, uh, this is not something he would say or do. And, you know, he right. kind of recovers where he's like, of course, you should wear what you want. Of course, you should, you know. Um, so there was a little bit of that like recovery there, mm-hmm. but it just reminded me like how far we've fallen from yeah. what this show started out, especially the women 
especially the women. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it just <laughs> I, I know. I, I know. it's just disheartening. Yeah. It's <laughs> Yep. I think it's just like sadness and mm-hmm. you know, it feels like I don't know. I know. I it's I hard almost to- kept getting this sense that that he's like trying to torture Edda. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in 34, that is essentially what he's doing. Like right. and you're to the point though where you're like, but what is your end game? You're with someone else. Right. Now that you know, now that you've been told, because you know, at the end of 33, Jaren goes and shows up at Sarah Khan's and says they need to talk. We don't actually see the conversation in 33, but we do get a flashback to it in 34. Right. Where you know, Jaren spills the beans about everything that's going on. And she's clearly not doing it with the best intentions because mm-hmm. the way she paints Edda is like the world revolves around her. She only does things that benefit her. So Jaren clearly doesn't have pure intentions. But I also was just relieved that Serkan knows that she's playing a game. Right. But his answer is to just play a game back to her and not mm-hmm. just confront her and be like, hey – you're you're with this guy just to make me jealous like you think that's what's going to induce memories like it's time to just confront her Mm -hmm. but no instead he and angan get like like a couple of boys getting ready to play a trick like angan's like i've got this great plan that's gonna uh uh what's the word i'm looking for not reveal um expose them like Mm. you know expose Mm -hmm. their lie blah 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 and you know, and even Sarkhan's like, oh, you're good at this, Angan, but like kind of having fun with it. But then I'm like, I'm sorry, you're supposed to be this like robotic, like <laughs> jerk. Why are yeah. you playing a game? Like you would just go to her and be like, why are you being choke Satchma and faking an engagement? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. so even him playing like, yeah, maybe I deserve that slap because he, you know, walks up and kisses her at the end of 33 after finding that out. Because he thought it would induce memories. Right. And um, she slaps him because she's like, how dare you? And yeah. like, because, again, she got her hopes up. Like, you remember. Right. And he's like, no, but I thought maybe kissing you would make me remember. Right. Um, and I fully recognize the double standard that I didn't care that Edda grabbed him and kissed him at the end of 29 without his permission. Um, and he, you know, he didn't slap her. But, right. <laughs> you know, she slapped him for doing the same thing. Um, right. I recognize that, but um, that was also like immediately after him coming back. So mm-hmm. this feels a little different. To yeah, me. it does. This is a lot more him leading her on well, by setting up a fancy dinner mm-hmm. and then going and just straight up kissing her uh-huh. after all of this time when mm-hmm. he's been dating Celine at the same time as being obsessed with Edda, but mm-hmm. then saying things like, how did I fall in love with you? So interesting. Mm-hmm. And then going- Must have been the yeah. worst year of my life. Good thing I don't remember it. Like, but then running to to help her with the company presentation yeah. uh, and, you know, not being all secretive about it and going back to the company to help her fix the situation. Mm-hmm. And then it's- it's like hot and cold, hot and cold, hot uh-huh. and cold. It's there's nothing in the middle. Nope. It's either he's kissing her or slapping her. That's right. how it feels. Yeah. It's yep. it's just one or the other. Yeah. And it's just whatever 
the coin toss happens mm-hmm. to be in that moment. Yeah. And so, you know, his whole goal in 34 is to get her to confess. Right. To what end? I so don't know. she let's say she tell you know what she wanted to. She she's tired. She's just been wanting to come clean. And of course and she's stu- tired of the whole situation. Yep. And of course, stupid Denise, who keeps telling her, I just want your happiness, lie your because you are prolonging her pain by mm-hmm. continuing this game, which again, and what is your end game here? You think that you're gonna trick her to marry you and she's gonna be like, what? Well, now that we're just for real married, may as well stay that way. Like, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Like, because their whole thing with him and Celine, like, we just need to get them down the aisle. What is that actually? They don't love you. That's not going to change just because you drag them down the aisle and make it official. Like, they've made they've made so many characters desperate, too. That's, yeah. that's another crazy thing. They've made Jaren desperate. desperate for Denise. And then she's hot and cold with Farid. Oh my where gosh. she's that man you know, deserves <laughs> the be- I know none deserves, nobody deserves he him. He deserves his own island yes. where the perfect woman for him just you know materializes, materializes. one day <laughs> and then he can live happily ever after with no one else bothering him. Let Farid live. <laughs> Let him be happy for once. Don't throw Jiren at him. And then he's so, so nice to her. He gets her into the shoe convention thing. He He buys her her that cute mug. mug. Makes her coffee. Brings her cacti. Give me a singing break. And then he is the perfect man in this whole show. I know. Then when she runs to him after her blow up with Denise, because she's like, I didn't know where else to go. And he's just like, I'm glad you came to me. He hugs her. He takes her to go get coffee. And then when she's like, they're all cute at that whole little couples thing. And then the next day she's like, get away from me and well, then runs back to Denise. Yes. And then I'm like on top of that too when when he when she's like thank you for helping me even though you didn't have to because I've like been terrible to you mm-hmm. and he's like listen I just want you to be okay because I care about you and she's like how yep. do I ever repay you and he basically is like hey I have a really good psychiatrist friend and I think she can help you I'd like you to go see her and yep. she's like and she happily agrees and she's like I can't believe you didn't ask for something to benefit you like and mm-hmm. he's like because I just want you to be okay like mm-hmm. he's and then she doesn't even go and she's a total jerk about like, it just kidding yeah <laughs> she's just as crazy as she's always it's like what is wrong with you people? I know because I then she doesn't. She doesn't go. She clearly doesn't want to change. She goes crawling back to Denise like she's still yep. just as desperate for him. And she's like, Denise, then, I did something bad. I told uh, Sarahcon the truth. And he's like, he now, here, freaks out. He and flips almost, out, of course. Now, gosh. here's the thing I will say about that scene. Jaren makes some points because she's like you i'm actually the only i even though her intentions aren't great i'm actually the only one helping edda because you basically are prolonging her pain because you know she's in love with sarkhan you think that somehow you're going to make her fall in love with you so you're using her vulnerability and you're using her hurt to your advantage which is selfish like she calls him out on all of that and she's right like even if her intentions weren't great, she is yeah. the besides Melo, obviously. Melo is pure and amazing and her she's wonderful. Right. So obviously I'm talking other than Melo. Jaren is actually the only one out of all these people, quote, helping Edda. Right. That is actually like benefiting her. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And so I did like that she basically had told Denise, like, you know, you're – I see what you're doing. You're using – you're taking advantage of her and you're further hurting her, which is yep. not what you do to someone you love. Yeah. And so part of me too is like, okay, does this mean you're finally over him and realize you could – you like, ew, this is who you love. This is the person you love, Jaren. Mm-hmm. Like – and then at this point too, I'm like, Celine, what is in it for you to keep Serkan? He treats you like crap. He brushes well, you off. And he- she seemingly – I, I mean, unless I'm crazy, but they seem to be putting in some subtext that maybe she likes Denise because she it, keeps thinking she's like about che- the kiss. And she's like checking her lipstick yes. before she got out. That, yep. I don't checking remember if that her was – makeup. Yeah. She keeps coming up with excuses to talk to him. Like it doesn't I'm, – I'm like, okay, is this a – is this a thing? Are you – are we supposed to be seeing you develop feelings for Denise now? No. You don't deserve anyone, Celine. You deserve to be tarred and feathered and thrown into the pits of hell. Like, But that's also I, so confusing because she's doing that. But then in the – you know, with her other hand, she's clinging hard and fast to Sarakon. Right. Like, like oh, don't let Edda be alone with him. Right. Don't, Denise, what are you doing? Why aren't uh-huh. you with Edda every second of her day so that she can – Get close to Sarakon. It just just it, like what's going on? I I, <laughs> I know. felt like that was the whole thirty four. I was like, what's going on? Uh-huh. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? What does this mean? I thought for a second they were trying to make it look like Layla has a thing for Erdem. Erdem, so did I. <laughs> so okay, I, I, I you're not the only one. I was like, so wait, confusing. are they like? Are they trying to say there's feelings developing between the two? Because she's of acting them? all flustered. Yeah, and then he's like I can read your mind and she's all <laughs> weird about it and well, no, he's just like you've been gone i need you here like uh, uh, what is happening i don't know i don't know <laughs> again they're throwing the magnets at the net they're like what what do we do right now okay do this what's gonna get ratings why don't you try this i i i, <sighs> I don't know there seems to be no rhyme or reason anymore <laughs> i just uh, <laughs> like Listen, I have a feeling that whenever, because sorry, you guys, I am not convinced that he remembers next episode just because we saw oh, it in the fragment. I'm not convinced that that scene is even real. It oh, is probably my a sweet summer children if you are truly <laughs> believing that. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, my. So I don't buy it. So whenever he does. Also, here's the other reason I don't believe it. Why would you drag us through this for seven weeks if he's not actually going to re-fall in love with her a hundred times like he said he would, Mm -hmm. if he's only going to be in love with her again because he remembers her and so it's just the love from the first time, then why did you drag us through this for seven weeks if he's not actually falling back in love with her during all of this time? And they they even re-brought that up. You know, with, with I think Melo say, said it in yeah. 34. Because she's like, she remember. Like, remember he said he would fall in love Listen, with you. Listen, <laughs> there were a lot of things Melo said that I was like, yeah, I see what you're doing, writers. They're trying to make Melo like their mouthpiece to oh, us, yeah. the fandom. Because mm-hmm. she's like, you just need to be patient. No, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kristen, I had the same thought. I wonder if I even wrote that down. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so interested now in if, if I wrote it down. I oh. just was like, no, 
No, we do not. Because you're just making us watch. This is Groundhog Day. This is Groundhog Day. We're living the same episode every single week. <laughs> yeah. So so during that, you're thinking of the same scene I am, I think, where uh-huh. it's Eda and Melo and I Yes, yes. And they're both like, don't worry. He'll uh-huh. come back to uh-huh. you. Be patient. And I said, Melo and Eifer are the writers. LOLOL. <laughs> Don't give up on your love. And I'm like, oh then give us something gosh. to not give up on. Like, And and honestly, Edda in that scene, I was like, that's all of us. Yeah. She's all she, of us. Yeah, she's, she's, she's just done. She's over she it. Is, she's like, I she's don't. so frustrated. She's like, I don't want him to be jealous of me. Yep. I don't want this. I just want my Saracon back. Like, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah. And I was us like, too. preach. Edda. Us, us too. <laughs> us too. Like. Uh-huh. It, oh, it's I so. Mm-hmm. I know. It, it just. <laughs> I know. I know. And then. Oh, my gosh. What was it? When- also super confusing to me. Just a mm-hmm. little a little thing. Mm-hmm. Ada and Denise are childhood friends, right? Oh, but Denise is in his 30s and somehow she's only in her 20s, but they met on the first day of elementary school. Is that what you were going to say? Well, no, but that's another great point. My <laughs> my point was that they, after all of these years, they don't know each other's favorite color. Uh-huh. And they don't know mm-hmm. each other's favorite food. Mm-hmm. And they, so that they had to be super frantically, super obviously going, what are we going to do? Uh-huh. He's going to find <laughs> out. Oh, okay. my. What's okay. your favorite color? <laughs> oh, we've never talked about this when we were children who only talk about stuff just like this. I was like, this is not believable at all. No, it's not. And on top of that, <laughs> the fact that Engen and Peril were also getting incorrect answers is clear proof uh-huh. that that doesn't prove you're doesn't not in anything. love. It doesn't mean anything. And also, yeah. also, also. This was clearly a couple's thing because even when like Melo didn't have a partner and that coach lady was like, well, here's your partner with their dem. Mm-hmm. So she's pairing people off, meaning you have to mm-hmm. be paired off for this. Why did Sarkon get to be there then and just observe? Because he's special. <laughs> like he didn't have I to participate know. in any of this and you're supposed to be there with another person. Well, so he should have been. I done, you know, conveniently left before that game started. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. They just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. They they left. They were like, okay, we're done with this portion. They were there for half of it. And then for this little game part, they got to leave. <laughs> but but Edda and Denise, they, they weren't allowed to leave. Yeah. Of course not. And it had to take. They, they, and it had to take. The secret has to get found out. And it had to take the power going out to avoid the question from being answered. Like, <laughs> I it, know I like that it, the power went out, and then that was just it. It was the next day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they that definitely that film definitely got refilmed because in all the behind the scenes of that um, particular scene, Bige was there, like in workout clothes, like sitting around with the rest of the cast. So that scene was initially filmed with her in it, like. Well, and then all of a sudden it was like nothing makes sense. So, and then it, all of a sudden it was <laughs> it like, oh, anyway. Celine has a stomach ache, so she didn't come. And it was like, what? Okay, but uh, I know unless they were trying to leave that door open for something else, because I don't know, who knows? Like her claiming there's, she's pregnant or something. Well, there's been a lot of weird, weird mm-hmm. one-off things mm-hmm. that are just kind of there, you know. <laughs> 
waving around in the ether and then we don't know if they're gonna make anything come of it like this whole mysterious picture sender of somebody who got a very clear shot of Celine <laughs> kissing Denise when no one else was in the room they had a paparazzi lens <laughs> and okay. they send it to Sarah Khan so who still hasn't seen it who do you Ida think it is it. who do you think it is yeah because this envelope's been floating around for like two episodes now yeah and then, okay, first of all, the fact that it's sitting on Sarkon's desk with his name on it, and Celine just walks in and opens it up out of all the mail sitting there. I was like, that's a federal offense, Celine. <laughs> I, yeah, opening someone else's mail. Although, you know, uh, HIPAA violations happen too because who the oh, doctor yeah. calling for and being like, Jaren didn't come to her appointment. <laughs> I'm like, HIPAA, anyone? Like, anyways it's um, Disneyland <laughs> yeah so it yeah and this is all stuff that I'm like okay that I clearly we just like to laugh at it but it's the kind of stuff right. I excuse because it is Disneyland and there are going to be things of that course. Aren't, aren't realistic and we even the whole yeah. the lights go out and then it's the next day like right. who really exactly. cares yeah I don't, exactly I don't exactly. really care you guys no. <laughs> this is not the stuff I'm upset about um so anyway she opens it sees the photos flips out of course goes right, right. to Denise and he's like, well, Edda can't see these. And she's like, what are you talking about? Nobody can see these. <laughs> and there's this whole thing with that. Now, right. obviously, at least neither of them is stupid enough to think those are the only copies of that photo. Like, right. you know what I mean? Um, she clearly knows they're not in the clear just because they're the ones in possession of these photos. So right. since since you brought that up, one of my questions is, because this is one of the few things that might actually be fun to talk about, mm-hmm. who – do you think it is? I kind of honestly, I'm not totally sure because mm-hmm. I, I mean, it could be Melo, but I feel mm-hmm. like if it were Melo, she would have told Eda. Yeah, I feel like it can't be Melo because if it was Melo, I'm gonna be mad at her for not. And someone else was like, maybe it's Idon, like trying to redeem herself but i'm like no because then there's both that's still keeping something from edda rather than taking yeah. photos and blackmailing her you should go to edda right away and be like look what celine's doing with your fake fiance right. and then that way she can be like look what your real fiance is doing to my with my fake fiance to Saracon. um so I mean, i'm like they i would be upset if it was one of them because it means they're further keeping things from edda and i don't like that then part of me was like, maybe it's Fifi. But then again, I'd be like, no, because I would want Fifi. Like, you know, maybe they're going to make it Fifi off screen. Like, Right. What about putting- Jaren? It because could be Jaren. That but- would be good for her in the sense of getting Denise away mm-hmm. from Edda. But and she's not really on good terms with Edda anyway. She's not. But also, like, why wouldn't she have just told Sarkon then, like, when she went and – spilled oh, everything that's else true. to him like i feel like that would have been part of that conversation unless she, yeah unless she had assumed he already saw the pictures mm-hmm. so it could be i don't know i didn't give it a ton of thought if i'm honest okay it's just something i, I was like that might be fun to speculate because i could see it being fairy especially uh-huh. with how many chances he keeps trying to give celine like right he's been telling her from the get-go you know you're on borrowed time like i wouldn't underestimate this what are you doing Right. What is, you know, like, keep trying, excuse me, keep trying to warn her. Right. And, like, help her. But she's like, whatever, fairy, deal with your own relationship. Um, yeah, he tries over and over and over to warn her. Yeah. It could also, 
what would actually be funny if it was like Erdem, where he's like being this whole mastermind behind it because you just like wouldn't suspect him. Because right. almost anyone else, like Layla, Pearl's too busy being hormonal. Um, what if it? What if they decided randomly to bring Baba Ane back into the picture? Because I could see it being Baba Ane, but then uh, yeah, I and don't I know why that would be good for her to break right. up. Yeah, Celine and Sir mm-hmm. Yeah, because she doesn't want Edo with Sir No, anyway. she just stopped fighting it and was like, "I hope you do well," but right. she wasn't like on board with it. So, right. to me, Erdem would be the only acceptable answer because everyone else, I'm like, I'd just be pissed that you didn't go to Edo with this right away. I mean, I kind of would be mad that Erdem didn't either, but like, it just would track with Erdem, like. Look how dumb he seems this whole time, but really look at him being this mastermind blackmailing manipulator like behind the scenes. Right. Um, hmm. And nobody pays attention to him anyway, so he could have just been standing in the room right there like and gotten a picture. Right. Um, because everyone uh-huh. else, I would just be like, you should have told Edda right away. You're prolonging her suffering by – because if it was Melo, if it was Jaren, if it was – Layla, even like Engen, all of them, like you should have just told either Sercon or Edda right away. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who would who would benefit from that too. Yeah, you know who would? Maybe it's that. Bal- that's maybe the it's hard Balja. <laughs> maybe it is Balja. <laughs> I mean, it th- it could be some random character we haven't met yet. That they're bringing in for one specific reason. That th- maybe some enemy that they've had longer than they've had Khan. Mm-hmm. You know? It, yeah. It could, I, I don't know. I'm, Safey? It could be anything. <laughs> Sa- Safey. <gasps> it could be Safey. Safey's been s- – but at that time, Safey was not – was he distracted with the AAA nonsense? I'm trying to remember the timeline now. This was episode I don't think 32. He, was. So he also wasn't there though at that trip. So Yeah, I could see Safi being more forthright about it too. Like mm-hmm. handing them to Sercon mm-hmm. and just being like, look, I think you need to see this. Yeah. Instead of discreetly sending it through the mail or yeah. I, that's that's the thing. It's all this kind of smoke and mirrors stuff. That is makes it a little more confusing to me as to who would do it, why they would do it. Obviously, a lot of people are going to benefit from them breaking up. You know who and Celine being made a fool of. Yeah, you know who it would kind of track with, but I wouldn't understand the benefit to it. Would be Alex because he clearly likes playing games because Mm -hmm. he played this whole game with Idon and Ifair. And wound up – okay, was the whole thing with that? Because, you know, they she hits him over the head. They think he's dead. The last two episodes are just them torturing freaking themselves out. over that, freaking out, running from the law. Right. All this stuff because people are questioning, like, you're the last ones to see him. He hasn't been seen. He's disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Right. But he's really just got one of his little cronies, which I'm like, I'm sorry, aren't you a famous chef? Where are you getting the time to do all this? But okay. I know. And – He has a restaurant to run. <laughs> yeah, but apparently not. So what it boils down to is he, like, gets them to, like, what, pull out a bunch of money, right? Yeah. And then like he, like – ransom. He blackmails yeah. them. And then he runs off with it. But I'm like, you're a rich chef. What do you even need that money for? Because then, like, they give it and then that's when they finally reveal he's alive to Ifair and Idon. 
And then he's like, thanks, ladies. Bye-bye. Like, and leaves. So part he of me is like – saying revenge when he was talking to his little mm-hmm. crony. He said revenge a bunch of times. But so, like – And he's but, like, I – you know, I like to date lots of women and that's just genetic. But what they <laughs> oh did – I'm not even kidding. He said something about it. It's genetic? Yeah. He, he said like, like it's hereditary or something like that. And then he's like, but what they did, blah, blah, blah. I have to get oh revenge on gosh. them. Oh I know. It gosh. doesn't make any sense. Just let it go. <laughs> but so I guess his revenge is to – extort them and take idon's money and run yeah. so even though they could find him at his restaurant <laughs> i know but what <laughs> you know <laughs> but it would track with him doing it because he supposedly he's the one who got them to agree with Serkan and edda mm-hmm. being together in the first place and he's like this great love mm-hmm. you shouldn't disallow them to be together yeah yeah oh my gosh like (laughs) zuzu agrees zuzu has strong strong feelings about that so um okay we just kind of summarized alex and ifair and (laughs) i know this has been all over the place hey just like how could it not be that's what the episodes have been how are we supposed to not be all over the place i know so what else here? Um, I'm trying to think. Have we even talked about um, this like Atesh Bay guy? So he he's like clearly like a big important client. They get a job. They're the ones who he chooses. And he's like, but I have a favor to ask. Yeah. And when they when he and his entourage get there. They're building – they're, like, renovating something, right? Which is yeah. how then Serkan's like, I'm going to get Denise in on this. Because, again, he's like, I have to try to expose them, so I need them there together. Because mm-hmm. Denise does renovation stuff and restoration. And so he takes the job. And, of course, that makes, like, Edda nervous. And, again, to what end, Serkan? Because what are you going to mm-hmm. do? And if you get her to confess that she still loves you, what are you going to do? You're probably just going to throw it in her face and then go running back to Celine. Like, yeah, I don't even understand the end game here. Or say, wow, you're a really ridiculous person, Ada. Choke, <laughs> Satma. Pos- how could I possibly have fallen in love with you? Oh, a fashion show? Choke, Satma. I can't believe I'm about to walk I mm-hmm. oh my god. <laughs> well, and then during that fashion show, because basically what it boils down to, this client is like, you know, restoration and all that, but also we're doing like a charity fashion show and yeah. we want Edda to basically be like the headlining model of it. Like right. we want her we to want walk her the to runway. Finish the show. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a so, big deal as a model. Yes. If you finish the show, that's that's yes. Top and, model status. And, and Savim, the designer lady, has designed something very special for her to wear, all this stuff. So she accepts, of course, because they don't want to upset this client, but she's nervous. Mm-hmm. And they had said they wanted her fiance to walk with her. So Denise is going to be a part of it. And then when, because again, Melo is queen, mm-hmm. Melo's like, well, I'm going to make it where Sarkhan's walking with her. And she basically mm-hmm. tells Denise, you need to pretend like you like hit your head and, <laughs> and sprained your ankle so that you can't yeah. be part of the show, which of course he has to agree to because if he doesn't, Melo's going to be like, why are you trying to sabotage Edda and Sarkhan? Like that doesn't right. make sense. So he kind of has to go along with it. And so Sarkhan winds up um, walking the catwalk with her 
and, which is apparently like a thousand feet long because like <laughs> I was cracking up at that because it, it was like the same two seconds that uh-huh. they kept looping uh-huh. to make it look like they were still walking down the uh-huh. aisle. I was I was like, all right, we're going deep with the editing here. Uh-huh. We're really trying to uh-huh. this out. But when Melo comes in, it's like, oh, no, we're short a model. Like, um, which, like, um, part of me was like, is that why the clothes fit the way they did uh- on Sarkon? Because they were fitted to tall Denise and mm-hmm. – <laughs> Anyways, anyways, or was that like the actual fashion statement? They were supposed to be like baggy like that and all that. Anyways, when Zircon's like, well, Edda's done this a million times. She'll be fine on her own. I'm like, how do you know that? You don't remember her. And since when was Edda ever a model? Like, she's done one fashion show, but you don't even remember it. Like, uh, yeah. What? What? Yeah. Oy. So they, you know, wind up doing the catwalk together and he's like a little sour puss about it the whole time. And but she like forces, yeah. you know, she like forces him. And right. of course, when it goes well, because she didn't fall on her face or trip on her heels, which that tracks because she was very nervous, too, about it in episode 20 when she did it. Right. Um, so she's all excited and she's like, we did it and like hugs him. And then again, he gets this like oh my gosh, I'm feeling something look on his face. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Denise and Celine show up. Um, yeah. So again, it like doesn't go anywhere. And uh-huh. yeah, so I just, I don't know. Oh, and then do you think he broke character when they were at the flower shop and she's like forcing him to smile and she's like pushing his little cheeks up? Yes, and he I was laughing. Like, and I was like, that was Karem, right? Yeah. Like that wasn't to be. Sarah Khan. Like It had to be. Yeah. I mean, they kept it and it worked, but mm-hmm. I was like, I have a feeling he totally broke character and laughed. Like, mm-hmm. and it was adorable and I'm glad they kept it. But yes. it also was like, it doesn't really make sense because. With how this post amnesia Sarkon has been acting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, he doesn't yes. ever know how to smile. No, not in any real way. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I, I just. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's Mhm. I I <laughs> we're we're without speech. Without um, speech. Oh, uh man. then let's see. Oh, okay, again, another like could have been a really great wonderful scene, mm-hmm. but then, you know, isn't anything because he's a total jerk afterwards. <laughs> There's another word I keep wanting to say. <laughs> Anyways, um, like the boxing scene when he's like, I'm annoyed, I'm this, mm. I'm leaving. And she's like, oh, to go boxing again mm-hmm. to like prove she knows what he does to like go relieve stress. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, to go boxing. What? Like, how do you know that? What's it to you? And she's like, oh, brother. Like, really? You have to ask why she knows this? You know that she remembers the last year, right? You dummy. Like, do you really have to ask why she knows this or, like, be surprised that she realizes? Yeah. So, you know, she winds up following him there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I have a history here. And he's like, oh, really? And, like, again, doesn't believe her. Even though yeah. the coach clearly knows her and calls her champion and, like, says yeah. hi to her. And he's, like, giving her tips, like, okay, here's what you're going to want to do. Now yeah. go slowly because you're going to – 
hurt your wrist and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, she like packs these punches and he's like, okay, so you kind of know what you're doing. Like, Mm -hmm. wait, uh, why are you an idiot? Like, you lost your memory, but you've never been stupid. So, like, why are you so stupid? And assuming the worst, not not even the worst, but assuming that she – doesn't can't, know anything. Right. Can't do all these yeah. things. Because that's his default now. Right. As post-amnesia Sircon. He's mm-hmm. like, well, how could Edda possibly do any of this stuff correctly? What do you mean you're half owner of the company? <laughs> and you ran this place while I was gone for two months. And you won an award. There's no way that a girl can know how to punch. <laughs> look at her. Look at her little wrists. Like it's <laughs> Yep. 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 So of course she winds up and, and this is the scene where he makes that stupid comment about like thank God I don't remember the worst year of my life and uh-huh. that's when she just unleashes on him. Yeah. And, and winds she, up knocking him out. Yeah. Um and when he comes to again a perfect perfect opportunity for a flashback because she says mm-hmm. I hate you Sir Combolot. Uh-huh. But and then unused. Right. And he they, they mm-hmm. throw it out there and then it just clangs to the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he – but he does – and and again, we have this like kind of charged conversation because he's like right. – he's talking about the fine line between love and hate. Right. And ask like, is this a con- – is this a new feeling for you? And she's like, no, I've actually always hated you. And like, you know, we – it kind of starts to imply like, you know, yeah, I've always hated you, quote, but mm-hmm. also that's kind of been our thing and like right. all this stuff. And of course, Denise winds up interrupting because Celine's like, I can't find Sercon and I can't find Edda, so they must be together. You better go find them. Because um, apparently she doesn't have any responsibility other than just driving around and spying like a creep. Um, and then calling Denise. And then saying, calling Why Denise. Why aren't you right, yeah. <laughs> right with them? Yep. Why can't so, she be the one who storms in? Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, yeah, you're right. The thin line between love and hate. And I wrote, again – What's his plan here? And he and she's like, what do you want from me? Like, okay, what are you saying? There's a thin line between. And he says, I want the truth. This right here is where I was like, why did you do all this if you're just going to have her lie again? Like, because, you know, he says, I want the truth. And she's like, okay, what do you want to know? And he Mm -hmm. basically says, okay, if you and I lived such a love, all this stuff, like, why are you marrying him? Do you Mm -hmm. really love him? And she says, yes. And he gives her another chance. And he's like, okay, think well about this. Um, Oh, I just lost my spot. Think well, basically, because like, you know, this – he makes it very clear that her answer holds weight. Yeah. So, again, this woman who wants nothing but the man she loves to remember her, she continues to lie Mm -hmm. when this is clearly a very – heavy question he's asking and the way he's asking it like yeah but before she can actually answer denise shows up Mm -hmm. oh i just wanted to see you blah 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 and you know and he's like well now that you're both here actually i'm curious you never answered the question yesterday before the power went out like what is your shared dream and of Mm -hmm. course edda's just like right now my dream is to get away from here like and they storm out right and then he sits there with his mud brain thoughts and his beautiful muscles. Mm-hmm. And they, she and Denise walk out and she's recalling her pummeling the daylights out of him. 
Right. And has this like smile has on her face. smile on her face. Mm-hmm. And he's remembering, you know, moment him kissing her and, all, mm-hmm. you know, all these other moments that they've shared post amnesia. Right. But again, like nothing's happening with it. It's like, okay. Right. Again, I know I said this already, but like you need to break up with Celine. Even mm-hmm. even if you're in, like just for the sheer fact that you clearly aren't committed to her. Well, he d- – Not like because you want not even exist anymore. Right. Right. She, and he, he, the way he's treating her, he's treating her like a like a partner at the firm. He's treating her like an employee. Right. He's which not is even what, treating her like a girlfriend anymore. Right. Which is what he did to begin with when they were in an actual relationship and why she left him. So again, I ask, right. Celine, why do you still want him at this mm-hmm. point? Your motivation now is murky and unclear. Denise's is just stupid. Like – his well, is just and, stupid. And I'm even willing to let that go. Like, I'm willing to let them just be villains for the sake of mm-hmm. being villains and to not fully understand their motivation. That At the point we're at now, yeah. I'm like, who cares? Mm-hmm. That That's kind of – there is no end game for me for Celine. Uh, I don't – I don't really know what her end game mm-hmm. is. I don't really care what her end yeah, game is. Yeah, other than just now you're She's so far – you're just so far in this you don't want to lose. Like, Correct. Um, Correct. Because, I'm willing to make allowances for that. Well, because can we talk about too when she gets in the car accident? Because she deliberately oh drives into a telephone pole while on the phone with him. Uh-huh. And, okay, can we talk about pre-amnesia, Sircon? Can you imagine if Edda had said – Imagine episode four or five, Edda, not mm-hmm. even when there's been Ed Sir yet, mm-hmm. calling Sarkon or while mm-hmm. she's on the phone with him, gets into an accident. Mm-hmm. He would have he dropped would everything. out. Flip out. He would have called the cavalry. He mm-hmm. would have like had- There would have been an ambulance there to meet him. He would have ridden in the ambulance with her. Mm-hmm. Like he would have been freaking out. checked uh-huh, out. Uh-huh. Yep. But Celine, he's like- don't worry, an ambulance is coming. Are you okay? Like, and then she's like, oh, my head, it hurts so badly, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, well, an ambulance is coming. It, it'll be fine. And then even like when she's still milking it and pretending she's having residual effects from this accident and he needing just medicine. her on the couch. And he just leaves <laughs> he her on the couch. He coffee and then goes mm-hmm. and sits uh-huh. by himself uh-huh. looking at his phone. Although he did stroke her hair and I wanted to <laughs> – like <laughs> strangle him so badly um but yeah you're right other than that though he's indifferent then even the next day at work when she's like oh i had to have an x-ray and he's like oh why is everything okay and she's like you know because of the blow to my head from the accident <laughs> and like also i was like why would she get an x-ray it's just gonna show her skull although so- i guess they would see if there's a crack in her skull i was so- thinking like wouldn't an mri be more appropriate in this <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> these people don't do medical research. <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. Well, and, um, and Celine was lying, too. Right. With and, she, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was lying. And this is also the same show that cured agoraphobia with tea. Like, right, so, right. okay, we'll make that yeah. allowance. But he's like, okay, well, you should be more careful. Not like, <laughs> not like. <laughs> Not what's the name of your doctor? I need to see a copy of those X-rays. Yes. <laughs> who, who am I gonna call? When, when's your next appointment? I'm gonna be there. I with want. You. I want my personal doctor to look at you. Uh-huh. Like I don't care what the hospital doctor <laughs> says. I'm calling my personal. None of that. Just well, you should no, be more careful. Like I. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. It's just. 
Because nothing makes sense anymore. And I love, too, that Edna knows at this point that she's lying. Like, she knows oh, she that totally she's lying. Does. She knows that there probably wasn't even a real legit accident. Like, she just knows. And the, I, I love did that. laugh at her whole, well, of course you're fine. Nothing happens to evil. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And even when she walks in the room at one point and she's like, it smells weird in here. And Sircon's like, what? She's like, it smells like evil just left. Like, because <laughs> Celine just walked out. Like, and again – He's just like chuckling at mm-hmm. hit at at oh, Celine I know. and at Edda's Celine's like expense, yeah, or at, like, at them, you know, being catty to each other. Yes, or he's he'll be not, like, or he'll be like Celine, Edda, stop it, and right? <laughs> but he's not defending his fiance. No, he's not, at all. not like. He's not telling Edda, you can't talk to the woman I love that way because no. he doesn't actually love Celine. Right, like, but he's it, still with her for literally no reason. Literally no reason other than well, for then, the other than for the production company to be like screw all of you mm-hmm. and wanting a consistent dz we're not giving that to you instead we're going to give you the villain and the hero in a relationship consecutively longer consecutively and longer overall than yeah. the actual main couple has ever been together meanwhile he has a fixation on mm-hmm. the heroine of the story mm-hmm. and he is basically torturing her by mm-hmm. saying things like i mean love is actually a very beautiful thing it's so significant it's even important for us it's important for the office for the country for the whole world when mm-hmm. there's love everything is all the more beautiful okay because that's really believable coming from this mm-hmm. robot 2.0 sad brain sercon <laughs> And he's like, people become even more beautiful. And meanwhile, Edda is all of us going, what's going on? Are you okay? Is this- Have you hit your what? head again? Like, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he's just spouting all of this stuff out of nowhere. And then Edda is confused. Mm-hmm. And then he's tell- she's like, well, whatever. You can't forbid love where I am anyway. Mm-hmm. And then he says, that's exactly what I want. Like, uh, <laughs> and then basically in the same breath. But I think I think what he's saying actually, I think what that was supposed to imply though, because it's like a charge moment between them and their faces are like two millimeters apart. I think when she's saying, "Yeah, like you can't ban," basically, it's impossible for you to ban love where I am. I think yeah. what he's saying is, "Yeah, that's what I want." Like, as in, like, like I don't want love banned where you are. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. That's how okay. I took it. Okay. 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 Yeah, no, that's how I took it. It's just he says stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then he goes back to being a big jerkwad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Almost in the same breath. Mm-hmm. And or so he'll be a jerk and then he's saying something really manipulative like that mm-hmm. to her to try mm-hmm. to get her to confess. Yeah. And then he'll be really outrageously jealous. Uh-huh. Where it would uh, very obviously jealous, even in front of Celine. Right. Even when Edda's like, yeah, you're jealous. It's okay to say that. It's very mm-hmm. obvious that's what's happening here. Because, yeah, he gets, like, all annoyed when she's on the phone with him. Mm-hmm. And when she's got her little brochure for the uh, venue mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, like, it, and he just – he's very obviously bothered by it. Like mm-hmm. – <laughs> I know. I know. But you're like, why? Again, just like Meg's thread. Again. Why? 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 All we're why? getting is jealousy, but we don't even know why he's jealous. Because from everything we can tell, 
from everything we can tell, he doesn't love her. Like, right. And no. he's just annoyed by her presence, not like, mm-hmm. or just obsessed, one of the two. And like, okay, let's go he back does- to, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say he's annoyed by her, but he mm-hmm. also doesn't want her with Denise, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to be with her. He doesn't understand how he could have been with her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand how he could possibly have fallen in love with her. It was the worst year of his life, obviously, and his brain is holding on to ridiculous information, but then he kisses her to see if he'll remember, and then- But why do you want to remember the worst year of your life? Right. Yeah, what yeah, why? If it was so horrible. Uh, just run away into mm-hmm. the sunset with Celine. Right. And you know, we could have been also from the moment what episode oh, gosh, I swear these are all just one long run on episode. Oh, but I know. So whatever episode, maybe thirty two, um, when he goes to that cafe. Okay. I in the episode we covered of that, yep. I loved that cafe scene. That, which is what tells me too, like, okay, you guys are capable of good writing. I don't understand why you're not. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a beautiful scene. That scene was so good. That Mm -hmm. was the way you do a parallel. That was the way you do a callback. That was the way you do angst. That was the Mm -hmm. way, like, everything about that scene was perfect because he's like, I just kind of wound up here and now it's clear that I'm a regular because they gave me my table and it's weird and I can't explain it, but I feel at peace here. And we mm-hmm. know why. Edda knows why because it's their yep. place. It has something to do with her. So why have we not been continually playing on him being like, hey, may, you know, maybe you don't want to help me with this. Maybe I don't have the right to ask this, but like, are there other places that I would like – you know, you clearly knew that this was my cafe because, you know, Edda didn't tell him this was our cafe. Edda didn't say, like, you right. rented this table for us. And we went over exactly why she's not giving everything away because he's just going to ruin it and hurt her with it. Right. So I get her being like, I want him to come to this on his own because if I tell him, it's just going to be like, well, that sounds stupid. Because every time mm-hmm. she tells him something, like about he's the like, terrarium. That sounds stupid. That doesn't sound like me. Right. So I get why she didn't want to tarnish the cafe thing. Mm-hmm. So – But, like, why couldn't he have been so, like, dumbfounded and struck? Like, I can't get over the fact of just how I I felt at peace. And I, since I've been back, I haven't felt like this as when Mm -hmm. I was just sitting there in the cafe. Like, I felt relaxed. I felt okay. So why hasn't he been like, hey, you knew that was, like, my place. Are there other places like that that you know of? Like, because I, I can't stop thinking about the way I felt there. And then why couldn't she have have taken him? It could have even been an unconscious thing for him. Mm-hmm. That could have been the thread. That could have been the lead back to mm-hmm. her, the lead back to him falling in love with her, the lead back to even yep. him remembering. Yeah. Um, where he could have walked by the house that he showed her. Yes, the and doctor had house. a weird feeling. Yep. Or he ended up back at the florist for some reason. And then mm-hmm. he realizes, oh, that's weird. This is Edda's. Mm-hmm. Um, florist shop he could have ended up back there are a number of places right that even if it weren't him asking her for help where it could have been the same situation where he's back at those spots for an, a reason unknown to mm-hmm. him and then he's seeing 
oh, that's weird. This is yet another place that I feel at Mm -hmm. peace. And it's yet another place that's connected to Edda. Mm -hmm. And then he's not – he's maybe a little confused. Yeah, she could have – feelings mm-hmm. that is a very viable option yeah she could have even after that i could see her being because you know she right before she leaves the cafe she's like by the way this is your table you mm-hmm. rented it you can come here anytime and just sit here and be with your piece like so yeah. i it could have totally tracked that after that maybe in the next episode or something she just drops a note on his desk maybe doesn't even sign it and is just like hey here are some other places where you might feel like you did in the cafe. Not because it has anything – not saying like, oh, because it has to do with me, but just saying could have taken him, like you said, to the doctor's house, mm-hmm. to the mountain house where the, we mm-hmm. had curtain night. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think a few other places. Um, the other – like the summer cabin where – Yep, the cabin. You know? Yep. Because um, those are two different places. Yeah. Um, it, it could have even been those objects of importance too. Mm-hmm. But what they've done is they've taken the objects of importance and they've spat on them. Yes. By him calling them ridiculous. Yep. It could have – the mug situation, again, could have been a perfect chef's kiss, beautiful scene of him seeing it being like, oh, that's weird. Deja vu. I like this. Mm-hmm. Why, why do I have this sense of deja vu holding this? Mm-hmm. Why do I have a sense of peace holding this mug? Mm-hmm. Or he grabs Madonna in a fur coat off of his shelf uh-huh. and he's like, hmm, something about this. Or he sees the copy of Kuchuk Prance that Eda mm-hmm. gave to him. And mm-hmm. he's like, this is weird. I didn't have this first edition copy of The Little Prince beforehand. And this drawing on the inside is just pulling me in Uh uh-huh and mm -hmm. who celine doesn't even know that my that i have this obsession with this book Mm -hmm. who could have possibly given this to me only somebody who knows me really well and cares about me very Mm -hmm. deeply would know such a thing Mm -hmm. there's all these opportunities but instead we're getting like oh i guess you should get lemon water and uh like yeah well and like insulting yep it's incredibly insulting. And again, like, if this isn't leading to, if this all now doesn't lead to once he, fi- first of all, even though it's going to make zero sense because mm-hmm. of the thread I read explains it right. well, right. it's going to make zero sense that he's all of a sudden like, I'm in love with you because we're like, mm-hmm. you haven't been falling in love with her. You've been mocking her. But yeah, again, though, you've been you mocking don't- her while also be- simultaneously being obsessed with her. Yeah. So, uh, like, but also, though, I'm just going to be pissed if he doesn't declare that he loves her before he remembers, because mm-hmm. then what was the point of all this choke Sachma mm-hmm. episodes? I know it's not grammatically correct, but I don't care. So, <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, if you, even though it won't make sense, even though there's uh-huh. not really a reason understandable why he would be in love with her, yeah. he needs to declare that he's in love with her before he remembers. But once he remembers... Honest to goodness, if I don't get, like, this tortured, guilt-ridden, like, what an asshole I was, I can't believe I did this and put you through this. Yeah. If I don't get that, if it's just a I remember and she's just like, oh, good, I'm so happy, mm-hmm. I'm going to be so pissed. Well, it's just like Celine needs her comeuppance. She right. needs her full comeuppance mm-hmm. of – being tortured Mm -hmm. and (laughs) 
never being happy again a day mm-hmm. in her life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all of those things. We've had – we have a record of misdeeds now yep. that need to be accounted for. Yep. Yep. So uh, to to truly do that, <laughs> it's <laughs> – oh, my gosh. I feel a little like – I don't know what else to say. So I know. Um, well, hey, let's talk about that. Really, like we're heading into like true soap opera land here because <laughs> the ending of thirty four. Like, okay, <laughs> I mean, okay. So the fashion show's done. They had a cute little moment and a hug that led nowhere because, of course, Denise yeah. and Celine interrupt it, and of course. You know, um, and then oh, the- there is okay. We do have to say, Sarkon, because at one point Fairy kind of, because apparently this Sarkon is nice to Fairy, which makes no sense, right? But, they're buddies, yeah. Which it makes sense. Nowhere. Yeah, I loved their friendship. Oh yeah, growing before he got amnesia, but it doesn't really mm-hmm. make sense why they have one now. But okay, whatever. So he's like, "Fairy, how are you? How are things? You know, how's mm-hmm. Duran? Is she okay?" Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Well, not really." And he kind of just starts saying like, "She won't see this doctor," and she's kind of, you know, right. warping reality. Blah blah blah. Fairy is planting those seeds of doubt. Yes. In so Sarkon's like, "Oh crap, maybe I can't really trust what she said." Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he's wondering if it's even true and if. It really is fake between Denise and Edda. So he's right. kind of questioning if it actually is real. So Ingen's like, well, just, you know, just call the wedding registrar and see if there's actually, like, been a license and all this right. stuff. And if there's actually a date set, um, you know, at the venue, blah, blah, blah. So Sarkon puts in a call to have someone check into that, but Denise overhears it. Yes. So obviously that means Denise is going to make those things real so that when mm-hmm. Sarkon has it checked on, it comes back as real. So – right. They're on the boat at the end of 34, uh, Atesh Bay's boat, because mm-hmm. he invites them all on, and it's like, don't upset him. He's our client, so if he wants us to join him on the boat, we're going on the boat. Yeah. So they join him on the boat. Um, Edda, I think, is just – she's overwhelmed. She's been tired of playing this game. She's said it several times to Denise that she yeah. just wants to give up and tell Sarkon everything, and he keeps convincing her not to. Um, and so she just kind of needs some air. Mm-hmm. And so she goes outside. Well, Celine at this point is getting text messages from mm-hmm. this mystery person. It's like, yep, okay, break up with Sarkon or else or like things will get worse. Things are going to get worse. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I got to go. And Sarkon's like, what's going on? She's like, oh, I have, I just have to deal with the phone. I'll be outside. So she mm-hmm. walks outside to try to deal with these text messages. It does kind of on the lower deck and yeah. Celine's still up on the higher one. And then Sarkon gets a phone call from the wedding registrar people or whatever basically says like yes everything's set like you know there's a license there's yeah it's a real wedding it's a real wedding so now we obviously know he's kind of like in this like oh crap maybe i was trying to get her to confess something that isn't actually real it seems like they actually are gonna get married um and so um then outside saline's like stressing out about this edda Okay, seriously, get a better clasp for this necklace. Like, okay, it's caused you to get lost or in a snowstorm. She, or did she take it off in this scene? I wasn't sure if she no, because she finds it on the because she finds it on the ground. It's on the ground of the boat. She picks it up off of the stairs. 
So I'm like, get a better clasp for this thing. Like I thought she like took it off mm -mm. to look at it in, Mm -mm. you know, a moment of deep thought or whatever. Uh No. She turns around and sees it on like the steps. So I'm like, okay, this thing clearly you either don't know how to properly clasp it or it needs a better clasp, but either way it keeps falling off of you. Yeah. So she picks it up and then she's like looking at it and all of that and reflecting Mm -hmm. on it. And mind you, Celine sees her down there because she's, like, annoyed at her presence because she, like, right. okay. So then Edda, like, takes a step for whatever reason and trips over a pile of rope <laughs> and falls into the water. Okay. Oh Celine, who's been staring at her phone this whole time, then looks mm-hmm. up and is like, huh, Oh, weird. That- Edda's suddenly gone. Nothing to worry about here. No. Let me go back to my text messages. But the necklace – Apparently, Edda thought enough to drop the necklace again before falling uh-huh. in because it's on the deck again. The necklace yeah. is just on the deck. Right. It's not in her hands as she fell she's into like, the water. She's like, but this, save yourself. <laughs> and she, so, she tossed it back as she fell. She said, oh, anything but the necklace can be lost. And she threw it back. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my writing of the I, scene. I, mm, I Even just, if I die, the necklace cannot be lost at sea. Because <laughs> the necklace is more valuable than my life. So <laughs> necklace is on the deck. So also, clearly she – I guess she just didn't scream or yell <laughs> no, when she fell in. She just Because I was like, hmm, did I hear – was that was that a was that a very small splash that i heard huh weird and also it does not down there anymore that's strange i wonder where she went where i very clearly was looking at her two seconds ago she suddenly has disappeared from sight after a mysterious splash oh well let me go back inside mm -hmm. so she yeah, so she's just chilling. It ends on Celine being like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> so clearly we know by the fragments it's going to get solved probably as quickly as the kidnapping did. Because yeah, of course. there's not even a soaking wet Ed. Uh, neither of the fragments have anything ha- – say anything about the fact that she fell in the water. So, right. like, it must be a quick thing. But part of me is like – I'm almost like, are we really going to go there with Celine? Is she really not going to say anything? And then Sarkon's going to come out to check on her and then be like, that's weird. Where's Edda? And then she'll be like, I don't know. And then he'll be like, maybe she <laughs> fell in the water. Here, Maybe that will be – okay. I had this hope, but I was – and again, this tells you where the fandom is at because I posted mm-hmm. a video mm-hmm. where I basically was like, hey, it just occurred to me that maybe possibly him jumping in the water – we're assuming it's going to be Sarkon who jumps in the water to save her. That it'll but, jog his memory. But maybe it'll be the ocean's namesake, Denise, who jumps in. Who knows? But <laughs> I like, know. So, I wouldn't put it past him if he was the one that was like, Edda, and mm-hmm. then jumps over before, right. <laughs> before uh-huh. Sarkon does. So, but assuming it's going to be Sarkon jumping in after her. Because she also can swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe though. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, maybe the princess will save herself in this one, but I doubt it because they don't like to write strong women. They just like to write helpless women who are pathetic. We had the whole situation with the pool where he didn't think she could swim. Right. And she's like, you're not going anywhere, Circumpola. And jumps in the pool. She nose dives in and he jumps in to save her. So, of course. We could, this was my hope is like, that would actually, it'd be cool if he had a flashback to that. But then again, they probably do absolutely nothing with it. Uh So, 
Uh, He'd slap her or something after. (laughs) So (laughs) my initial, when we first saw the fragment after 34 aired Mm -hmm. and they first played the fragment at the end of the episode, I immediately went onto Twitter and I was like, here's a thought that just occurred to me. How cool would it be is if he jumps in the water because it's Istanbul in the middle of March. So I imagine that water is freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Even Angan makes a comment about the weather at some point in the episode, like yeah, about how cold, cold it is, yeah. like about, oh, going on a boat, it's freezing, but they go. So mm-hmm. like if Serkan get, jumps in, because as we know, he doesn't remember the accident. Right. All he remembers is being found by the fisherman when he wakes up. Mm-hmm. But how cool would it be is when he jumps in the water, he has a flashback to being in the icy water because this was in January when he crashed. Mm-hmm. So he has a flashback of being in the icy water and what his very first thoughts were. Because I would imagine, I would imagine after that plane crash, after he crashes in the water, his first thoughts would have been, I have to get back to Edda. Like, Mm -hmm. I promised her I can't die. I can't leave her. I, you know, I basically, you know, he made all these promises to her. Close your eyes and open them and I'll be back. I'm Mm -hmm. not leaving you. Nothing can separate us. All this stuff. So I feel like even though he can't remember them right now, his first and only thoughts would have been all about Edda during right. that very traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe the icy cold water will shock some of that into him. And while mm-hmm. he won't remember everything, it would be nice and it would be a great launching pad for this episode if mm-hmm. he remembered those moments and how desperately he wanted to get back to her. Because yeah. then it would start to make sense. Like – him this would actually be like oh like he would start to realize the depth of his feelings for her Mm -hmm. even if he doesn't remember all of them Mm -hmm. and so that was basically what i was like that'd be kind of cool if that's what happened because then that could be a launching pad for him to like break up with celine because even Mm -hmm. though because he can recognize i don't what i remember feeling in those moments i've never felt that for celine so i Mm -hmm. need to i need to break up with her because it's not fair to her it's not fair to me even if i don't ever end up with edda even if whatever Right. So then he could break up with Celine. And how sad can I tell you, if you go back and look at the quote t- tweets and replies to my tweet of that, most of the responses were, oh, but you're smarter than the writers. <laughs> or our writers won't ever think of something like that. Or you're trusting the writers to actually use their brains. Like those were the replies I was getting. Yeah, that's really sad. We're all so hopeless right now. It's really demoralizing. It, I know. It really I know. Is. I mean, there were a few I, people who were like, oh my gosh, I love that. I hope that's what happens. Like, you know. Right. But the overwhelming number of people who were like, yeah, our writers aren't capable of that. That's really sad. That's really sad. Well, and and I think it's just week after week of missed opportunity. Yeah. Yep. That I think it. I think we've just all gotten to that point where we're just thinking, "What else do we do mm-hmm. but sit down, hang on tight, mm-hmm. and try to ride through this?" Yeah, because there are all of these beautiful potentials. There mm-hmm. are all of these missed opportunities, and it's just one thing after another where things are not being. Brought to fruition. Well, and I think what's frustrating is, okay, I don't think that, and we've said this before, but I don't think that production companies, writers, whoever, 
should constantly pander to what fans are demanding because fans no. are constantly going to be demanding several different things. So there's no mm-hmm. way to please everyone. there's no way to please everyone anyhow. Nope. But you clearly don't have any inspiration or direction for this. Right. And so, you know, when fans of the show are making logical sense, like things that should just already be occurring to you, simple mm-hmm. things, like we have a problem. Yeah. And I don't know if it's production telling them like, well, you have to keep dragging this out no matter what. And so they their hands are tied and they can't right. maybe do some of the stuff that they want. Um, And that does suck if that's the case. But again, that's not an excuse for actual character inconsistency. Well, and that's and that's the thing is that there's no finesse in any of this. Mm-hmm. There there are ways to drag on his amnesia mm-hmm. while also bringing him closer to Eda in a, in a way that makes sense. Right. But that just hasn't happened. Yeah. And and I think that a lot of what surname Megan mm-hmm. said in the thread um those are all very logical ways. And right. those are all the ways that in the beginning that that's how he fell in mm-hmm. love with her. So the logical thing would have been – and how long how, – I mean, how many episodes did that even take? It took a long time mm-hmm. for him to even realize, for him to finally be able to admit his feelings. Right. But we truly saw the progression. Yes. yes. Of his feelings. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is the inherent difference between the start mm-hmm. and right now. Yeah. If it is supposed to be a situation where we're watching him fall back in love with her, mm-hmm. I just am not seeing that. Yeah. It just is not there for me. There are emotions. Right. I see emotions. I see anger. I see jealousy. I see fixation. That's mm-hmm. that's what I see. But those should all be sprouted out of love and they're not right yeah yeah there mm-hmm. isn't a sense of caring or concern or love um except for when he's like clearly drawn to like go and find her when she's lost in the snow or like but then again we don't do anything with that like right why he doesn't you- explore why he was mm-hmm. so panicked right because mm-hmm. the fact that he was panicked, I was like, yes. Right. <laughs> this yep. is good. We're mm-hmm. moving in the good direction. Mm-hmm. If come next week he sees that she's not on that boat and again he panics, mm-hmm. that is great. That's another opportunity mm-hmm. for him to explore those feelings, mm-hmm. for him to chase after that, for him mm-hmm. to make some realizations. Mm-hmm. It would have been even better if it were somehow just the two of them and then it, this turns into a sick bed scene because the water was so cold. And oh my- and Gosh, she gets give it to me. pneumonia or uh-huh. something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but after so many weeks of those things being, again, the mm-hmm. carrot being dangled. Yeah. I We're all a little conditioned to just mm-hmm. not expect anything. Well, right. Which is why I specifically said after the second fragment, like, I don't even believe that he – first of all, I don't believe he remembers because mm. if he does, that's the most anticlimactic remembering scene. Yeah. There needs to be a lot more groveling than that. Um, and number two, they love to give us fake scenes. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. they love to give us something that's a dream or just a figment of their imagination in that moment. Yep. Like, they so love I to be misleading with it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I no, I don't trust that that's happening. Yeah. Um, I think it's either Edda or Sercon's imagination or a dream they're having. Like, mm. I just so I'm just like yeah, I know. 
Yep. Ooh. So did we cover it all? I think we covered it all. I think we did. I think I think we successfully purged the emotions. Mm-hmm. It was I I needed this. I was telling Kristen. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or if it's uh-huh. just what I've said to you in real life. I know. Sometimes I forget what we've said on here and what we've like said before recording. Because I will do my best to not really text Kristen about the episodes. Same. Because this is kind of my my therapy. This is mm-hmm. kind of my purging of the emotions yep. <laughs> when it comes to the episodes. And boy, after two weeks, this was uh, – I, I think I needed. Yeah, this. especially <laughs> after these two particular episodes. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, really quickly, where is Edda's Jeep? Why is she driving okay. a red car? Yes. I don't know. I don't know what happened to her Amja. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, that's been know. such a huge part. I understood I when Sarkhan was missing why she was driving his car. Mm-hmm. That, and I was totally for that. Mm-hmm. But, but suddenly all- she's in this sleek red car that they race in out of nowhere and it doesn't mean uh-huh. anything it's just like the most random scene in whatever episode that was yep but then i'm like now you just drive this red car all the time where mm-hmm. the heck is your jeep that you've loved that you were like i'm never getting rid of this um i don't i don't, I don't care that it's not reliable like it's my jeep like that was like like laura like gilmore and her jeep like you mm-hmm. know what i mean yep she'd replace the entire engine before she would get rid of the car like yep so it was just another little piece of, again a character inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second they showed her in that car I was like what's going on? Uh-huh. Where, what is this car? Where is oh, her Jeep? And can we also talk about how Celine brings Sercon chocolate? Sercon <laughs> Volai. Sercon. Uh-huh. Who yeah. got tons of chocolate <laughs> for his birthday and did not touch any of it because no. he doesn't eat stuff like that ever. Mm. Not but even, then she brought it to him and he's like, oh, yes, I love this. This is my favorite. I don't eat it much, but when I do, this is the best one. And I'm like, no, you don't not eat it much. You don't ever eat it. Mm-hmm. You you particularly picked out a fancy box of chocolates on your birthday from your birthday pile and gave it to Edda because of your contract you being – you weren't ever going to mm-hmm, eat it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you knew Edda loved chocolate. Yeah. Like, so that was another <laughs> thing where I was like, have you watched this show? Yeah. Like – you write for it, but have you ever watched it? I don't because know. I, I, I just like why are we the unprofessionals? We're not professional writers. No, we're not. But why can we find the simplest? And by we, I don't mean you and me specifically. I mean no, we you collectively mean the fandom as, in yes. general. Who like knows uh, the show, yeah. loves the show, has been yeah. following the show from the beginning, right? Yeah. I and we'll notice those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So those were just two <laughs> things. Where I was like the jeep and the chocolate. I have to bring that up because the jeep was the first thing mm-hmm. that struck out at me mm-hmm. when I started watching Thirty Three. I was like, yeah. "What is this? What is I that know. car?" <laughs> yep, I know. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I th- uh, I think that's it now. I think so. Uh, I know. Um, <laughs> I know. It's like, should I? look back through i'm pretty sure we i'm pretty sure i purged everything i think so too i really think so um so anyhow uh next week a real or imagined wedding scene will happen (laughs) 
We'll see. Or maybe it won't be in the episode at all because they love doing that. They, True. They love putting stuff in the fragment that doesn't it, ever go in the episode. So. It could be the final scene. That might I, be the final scene. And yeah. I do have a feeling because that would also, again, assuming they're actually keeping to the March 20th timeline, mm-hmm. that would make sense that it'd be the final scene because then when it picks up, it would mm-hmm. actually be March 20th at the beginning yeah. of 36. So, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But – well, I wish we were ending on a more exciting and happy note. Maybe I should have waited to do housekeeping until the end so we could have ended on exciting things like a P.O. box. And, well, not that a P.O. box is that exciting. but I mean, we got excited about uh-huh. it. <laughs> there, we, I don't know. There was something that just felt very like we're official now or something because we have a P.O. box. But I know. Anyhow. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Hopefully this wasn't a depressing – Hopefully it felt like a purge for you guys too. I I know I, I sit here and think, hate these really I know. negative episodes. So do I. So do I. Because I I always tell people who because there's a lot of people who have just been finding us more recently. So right. they're listening to like the episodes that have just aired. Okay. And I'm like, please go back and listen to our backlog because I promise we don't just like rage every week. Like, yeah, you know, we're not like, constantly nagging everything on the show, right? Really, like, truly, really, truly, like. <laughs> So I'm like, please don't this think is that – This only a recent Yeah, this is just a recent development. So please, like – because, you know, I mean, oh. I feel like if I'm tired of feeling this and then I saying know. it, I'm like, people are going to get tired of hearing it. Absolutely. Like, so – I know. Like, hopefully that's not the case. But if it is, we understand. So yeah. I won't take it personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. And you're also, again, fully entitled to disagree with us. That's oh, 100%. Totally- and honestly, <laughs> if you're someone who's like – I am here for this. These episodes are great. Like, I really, truly am happy for you. Yeah. Because that's yeah. a way better way to feel about a show it really that is. you love than this. So. Than this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Like, if this yeah. had happened early, early on, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, I would have dropped the show. Like, right. You know? But like, we're almost a year in now. So, yeah, we're not like, dropping I'm this. I'm not dropping this. <laughs> And like we are invested, yeah, it, yeah. There's two I, because I'm for not, the most, I'm not stopping. I have yeah, to see this. Through. No, we have to see this through because, like, for the most part, bless you, mom. Um, so <laughs> that's my mom, everybody. Um, so for the most part, like, um, you know. I am like, yeah, if you don't love something, like, especially when you're kind of early on, like, don't watch it anymore. Like, you know, totally. I started, I started Hair Jai, you know, but after like seven or eight episodes, I was just kind of like, you know, I don't know that this is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like as enthralled or like trying to hurry to watch episodes. So I just right. stopped watching it. Like, yep. it's I don't. a totally normal thing. And yeah, I think, like, I don't bash I think, it. I don't, you know, because first of all, mm-hmm. I don't even know the show anymore. It's now, what, 60 episodes in or something. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. So and for the really, most part. Your time is valuable. Yeah. Yeah, People's, absolutely. Like, I mean, you as in listener, as in everybody, like mm-hmm. everybody's time is valuable. So if you're thinking, eh, I don't really want to give this show, this book, this movie my time anymore. Yeah. Then don't finish it. Yeah. We're strong <laughs> believers in in the book world. It's called DNF, which mm-hmm. is do not, do not finish. Do like, not finish. You know, if you yep. when you DNF a book, it means like you just at one point were like, this isn't worth it. This isn't good. I'm stopping. And, yep. you know. Or maybe it just at that time, it's not what you feel like reading right. or watching or whatever. Right. Yeah, and just that's the subject. totally acceptable. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like part of me is like I don't wish this had happened early on because, again, that would have been really a bummer and sad. But then the other mm-hmm. part of me is like 
but I could have left before I was just in this toxic, before I was just became in this toxic relationship with this show. <laughs> that you can't leave. That I can't leave. <laughs> so, anyhow. Oh, too um, many ties now. But yeah, I feel like a lot of you can relate to that feeling so <laughs> yeah hopefully it's a cathartic thing to listen to us yes and it's not something that brings you down yeah um hopefully it's something that helps you release as well if you yes. have also been frustrated yes but yeah um, pr- protect your peace that's what um rebecca oh, always like says that. on protect so that's your peace so that's rebecca's thing uh the black DZ. Mm-hmm. and she's always like listen protect your peace like if you don't like what's being showing up on the timeline right now or it's too positive or it's too negative, like just log off. Like, uh-huh. you know, yeah. like you don't know, you don't have to be here right now. Right. Like, right. And also that's what the mute button is for. That's what this mm-hmm. like, you know, like you can curate your timeline to be exactly what you want. Like, yep. if you know, and also basically, you know, and I think that's the case too. Like that's mm-hmm. the case with this too. Um, yeah. Yeah. If it's not cathartic for you, like – Please don't torture yourself in listening to us totally. vent about these episodes for two hours totally. and 15 minutes yeah. every week. But absolutely, um, yeah, because you just got to do what you got to do. And when it comes down to it, like as much as it's weird to think about because we're so engrossed and involved in the fandom, like there is life outside of DZ land. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, so that's that's a good way to end it. Um, protect your peace and ashley's microphone disappeared i don't know what happened um oh sorry okay i, I like, had it uh, muted on I accident like, i was like she's was talking, talking and i can't hear her <laughs> i was just agreeing with you absolutely i like that idea protect your peace everybody yes protect your peace so uh we'll end on that and i will just give a quick reminder of course all this stuff will be in the episode notes i'll link that twitter thread um mm-hmm. of meg's and of course, we'll have the link to the subtitles we always refer to every week um, mm-hmm. because episode 34, he did drop those yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday was Wednesday. Yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's the good sub files that you can download. And he has also done episode 11. So it looks like he might be doing yeah. a few of the back episodes. Um, again, though, don't bother him and ask him how long it's going to be or when they'll be around because he does this on his own time for mm-hmm. free to be sweet and nice and wonderful. Uh, yeah. So you'll know because you can just check the website. He did tell me that the email thing wasn't working. So anyone who signed up for email notifications, like when new subtitles drop, it's it's like not working right now for some weird reason. Oh, no. So just, you know, check the website periodically for now to refresh it um, until we know that the email thing is uh, fixed. I'm not sure what the bug is, but he had just hmm. let me know that. So I'm just it passing happens. that info on to you guys. So yeah. anyways, but you can find us again uh, if you click on where to find us uh, on our uh, podcast website. That's where you can go to contact us and you can find an email form or a snail mail form um, mm-hmm. for our P.O. Box. Social media, all that stuff, it'll all be linked in the episode notes. So hopefully next week we'll be back with, you know, because we're as much as we are uh, losing hope, we don't want to completely lose it. So hopefully next week we're back with uh, good and exciting things to say. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yep. we'll, maybe we'll all be shocked and we'll be maybe like. Maybe we'll be two and a half hours of just being waxing poetic yes yes Yes. (laughs) just like the old days so yeah (laughs) anyhow uh yeah so we'll be back next week you guys until next time good or shoes post chacal